Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast. What's going on, everybody? Oh, not much, man. How you doing? Yeah, well, today, everybody, we'll get straight in there. <laughs> Might as well go right, right to the point here. Let's get straight in. So uh, everybody who knows what I'm talking about, thank you very much for being involved. But I had a, a nice new PC arrive today, and it's hench. Hench for them UK people <laughs> who know what that word means. So we're calling it the henchman. And from now on, we're going to be streaming from the henchman with all its power and glory, and it's going to be epic. So make sure you come and watch next week as well. There'll be no lag. Might put a little bit of video in here because we can. It's going to be epic. So thank you to everybody was involved in getting that pc to me man it's going to make a big difference to everything on Percy's, on high and homegrown the youtube channels the podcasts is that everything becomes a lot easier now it's a nice one yes so back to the introduction we are high on homegrown i'm mackie and we have the panel who's going first pg you want to say hi sure thing i'm a temple grower as some of you know some of you may not know i'm uh a super soil grower up in the great white north of Saskatchewan um, in legal quote unquote Canada. Um, welcome to the podcast. Nice to see everybody here. Today. Welcome to the Temple Grow Show. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yes, yes. How you doing, Monkey? You good? Yeah, doing real good, man. Hey, Monkey down here in the southeast US. I'm sitting here on a kind of a cloudy and believe it or not, slightly cold day down here. Can you imagine One, that, guys? About 18 degrees or something. Uh, it probably is about eight today, but for us, it's going to be a little on the cold side. So, yeah, we actually put a jacket on top of our, our T-shirt. And it's cold. jacket weather, that's nice. Anyway, I'm a cocoa grower down here in, in the south, and it's good to be here today. Looking for a good show, guys. Yeah, man. How are you doing, GB? I'm not too bad. GB here, folks. As you are all, most of you know, I am here right? in Ireland. Um in the Emerald Isles. I'm a cocoa grower. What I'm on the cusp of swapping to soil, <laughs> of living soil. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yes, man. What's up, Zian? You good? Yes, yes, yes. All good. Evening, everybody. Zian, ZN, ZN. From the middle of the UK, where it's nice and sunny, not, and cold. Enjoy the show. Yeah, man. And a shout out to all you guys who have joined us so far. And I want to shout out to somebody who can't listen live. He doesn't usually listen live, but he listens to every podcast when it's downloaded. He contacted me through Facebook. So uh, that's Scottish Organics. I want to give a shout out to you. I know you can't make it in the live chat, but you're still part of the crew, you know. Excellent, Thanks for man. listening. Thanks for downloading yeah. the show. Thanks for being involved. Yeah, um, big up to, uh, to Scottish Organics. He grows some dank ass weed, man. If you have a look on his page. He's got some that. sweet ladies. So same, same as every other week, we're going to go through the news and then we'll hit the famous stoner in grow guides. We're going to be discussing the monster cropping with super cropping and different things you can do to increase your yield. Uh, strain of the week, that, that one's for monkey. Interview this week is with, uh, with uh, Bean from a podcast called Great Moments in Weed History. I don't know if you listened to that podcast before, but it, the, both guys on it are pretty funny. It's a good show with lots of good information. And they're laid back like we are. So check them guys out. You'll hear more about that later. Yeah, uh, Tangent 420, we're going to talk about is COVID man-made. So yes. stay tuned for that bit. 
Let me truth for smooth stone quote. All good. That's what we're going to be doing. Let's move on to news and events, lads. We all ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes. So welcome to this week's cannabis news from around the world. What have we got this week? Who wants to go first? Anybody want to jump in? I'll jump in. So yeah, take it away. Why ever not? Um, it seems that the UK, again, is catching up with the rest of the world. Oh, I've got to hear this. You've intrigued me. Honestly, it shot my head away. <laughs> well, it is really, because it's, it's kind of like, yeah, there's a surprise. I wonder which politician owns this company. But well, to be fair, it's not often we have to catch up because we're no. usually in the lead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this, this, this one's an interesting one. Uh, a Jersey-based startup company has been granted the second only license in the British Isles to cultivate pharmaceutical-grade cannabis for profit, more than two decades after the first permit was issued. Northern oh. Leaf has been awarded a license to grow cannabis for medicinal use by the Government of Jersey under UK Home Office rules and is preparing to cultivate marijuana in a greenhouse sprawling 75,000 square feet. Well, is that the guys in Norfolk? Uh, I don't think so. I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a little unsure because the guys in um, Norfolk was apparently sold to Aurora can Cannabis. Mm-hmm. These guys... Ooh. Sorry are set up against Aurora Cannabis, and they're going to be supplying the same people. Mm. So this is good. competition. Competition is always good. Yeah, They will win. But, I can almost predict that. They will win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost predict that. You know, you know, TG, you know what you're just about to say. <laughs> See, so, yeah, again, everybody, that proves that growing cannabis is actually not illegal in the UK. People yes. do do it. You've just got to have enough money to bribe the government. Exactly. Yes. You have to have the right exactly. connections to get the right contracts and the right paperwork. And Sure. Yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. We'll let you grow hundreds of thousands of plants, mate. No problem. Just give us about a quarter of a mil. Things exactly. will be happy. Yeah, yeah. No problem. I'll, I'll have to kind of add something to this. This is, this, this is another uh, quite funny thing. I'm trying to find out who this particular geezer is who made the comment. This is apparently a geezer who works for the, the Brightfield Group, uh, right. whoever they may be. Yeah. They're, they're one of them brain-flipping trusts, something to do with the cannabis-flipping industry, I guess. Um, his comment was, it's not an exact science. It is agriculture and can vary in terms of quality. Duh. Wow. Duh. Wow. He's, He's a clever bloke. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like saying food's organic. It changes. Yeah. <laughs> So you never know, man. It's another step forward in the UK. We're going Here's in the right direction. In the same vein. Yeah. But what was you saying, GB? You got some news too, right? I, I have some news, yeah. And it is actually some positive news for the yes. UK. Is Again, come on. Again. 2021. Roll. <laughs> it is. And more to the point, it's, it's quite unusual because seems as this bit of news will normally they're put in here for this so prisons should trial free cannabis schemes oh yeah for drug dependent inmates they're saying that um <laughs> uh it could reduce overdose deaths bring down violence and help overcome opioid addiction 
And the Police and Crime Commissioner has said, the North Wales PCC, Afran Jones, said that if the justice authorities were serious about reducing the harms and violence in prisons, they should be addressing the causes, such as this cheap synthetic cannabinoid spice that is rife and is deadly, opposed to actual cannabis. Um, he also said that if they prescribed opioids, why can't they be prescribed cannabis? Mm. Yeah, very know? true. That's a fucking. It, that's that's a point I haven't heard, and that's like basic, isn't yeah. it? Uh, what the fuck? Yeah, like <laughs> you can well, you can prescribe opioids, but you can't prescribe cannabis. What's, what the fuck, man? But that's the thing. Like, and it's saying many prisoners already receive methadone and your morphine for. Oh, that must be another methadone type thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and are commonly prescribed strong analgesics, <laughs> yeah. you know, such as I like drugs I can pronounce. Yeah, <laughs> these these are fucking drugs I've actually never seen. You know, but they're the same. They're quite similar to the ones that I take. So they're all the fucking pain medications and the yeah. anti-inflammatories and all this shit. They're just fucking horrible. They do horrible things to your body. Yeah. So this was this is a positive news. So maybe. But it's bizarre, I find as well, lads. I don't know if you do. Why are they... Fo- they're talking about reducing all of this shit in the prison. What about reducing it <laughs> out in the fucking <laughs> open, yeah. in the so public? So get them to prison. Yeah, so so that they don't exactly, have to so go you can to, get prison. to prison. Well, that only makes you know, sense. They're working the backwards. They, they always do this, yeah. don't they? It's just... It doesn't make sense. Monkey, what are you saying, man? You got, you got news this week. Yeah, now this is kind of a, a a plus minus kind of thing. Some positive, but then again, TG's gonna gonna appreciate this one a little bit because okay. seems okay. like uh, you know with all the embarrassment going on right now in the United States, and I will call it embarrassment. I certainly hope that we will. We're our worst embarrassment that the world has yet to see is over, but we can't guarantee that yet. But I'd like to press forward beyond the twentieth of January and look at something else that might be happening positive. Um, It seems like uh, our president-elect Joe Biden has decided that he likes his to pick pick for his Department of Commerce uh, cabinet position, a governor from the state of Rhode Island. This would be Governor Gina, and I'm going to try to say her name correctly, Raimondo. Uh, She's getting the nod for the Commerce Secretary cabinet position. Uh, and she is responsible for doing all kind of wonderful things in Rhode Island. Now, she is a cannabis activist. Rhode Island is, is a legal state for, uh, for cannabis. But that, there's one other thing problem with Rhode Island. There's no home grow. So oh, yeah. what this person is advocating is that she wants full legalization of cannabis and get right for it now. State run stores. Mm. Does that sound a little bit familiar, TG? Mm. You know, no home growing state run stores. It sounds like the early Canada model we're talking about here. Well, uh, still the yeah. current Canada model, depending on where you live. That's In true. Ontario, it's state run. Yeah, BC but as well. This person is not the drug czar, and, but we'll have a say-so in it. And what, what she's advocating is that run the state store. It's going to bring in revenue that's going to help pay for the COVID, COVID-19 epidemics and, and also add more money into the, to the yearly budget. So basically, she's advocating using marijuana tax to pay for the COVID. So I don't know if that, and, and you can't grow your own. So in other words, you have to pay the tax. And I don't, in other I don't words, remember. people continue doing as they always have. Exactly. You know, it's it's now. Yeah, sure. I can walk like TG, like you said before. It's great. I can walk down the street with it in my hand, in my pocket. And I'm not going to get arrested. 
but I still am not allowed to do what I really want to and need to do. And that is to grow my own medicine. So to provide yourself with your own cannabis, you should be completely entitled to do so. Well, exactly. That's what, and that's what we always say that on this show is that, yeah, it's, it's, we, we don't just want legalization. We want the right to provide our own medicine. That's what we're looking for. That way we can provide quality medicine. Our own medicine is best medicine. So I don't know. It's good. I like the fact that she is in favor of full legalization, that that would make it really easy for all the states. Things could go like that. But I'm not too excited about this tax proposal. But since we have Camilla Harris, who's also very much a cannabis advocate, I think we're going to have a little bit more conversation on this. But I kind of wanted to talk about this, bring it up so that we can be aware of it. And, you know, if, if it starts talking that way, maybe we can start doing some contacting and letter writing and be you know, get our get our advocates out there and let, let the government know that we want home grow. We need home grow. Mm-hmm. It should be part of the deal, man. Human right, man. It, yeah. It's a plant. It's a human right. Absolutely. I want to put a seed in the ground and I, I want it to grow. I mean, I'm not doing anyone any harm with it. So, exactly. yeah, let's do this, man. Finding myself with some shit right now. So <laughs> what are you saying there, TG? You good? You got some news for us? Yeah. Um, well, I was originally going to do a story that was in the UK, but Aurora Cannabis breach exposes personal data of former and current workers. There was a massive privacy breach at Aurora uh, on actually on Christmas Day. Um, they didn't tell anybody until December 31st, and it affected employees as far back as February 2020, uh, the ones that actually got laid off in the uh, in the big layoff back then. And uh, the, the guy's quoted as saying, and yeah. And then getting a reminder on the last day of 2020, just hours to go before 2020 hours, 2020 ended was just a bit of a kick <laughs> to the face, says the former employee. And to top it all off, there was another article that came out a couple of days later that uh, it was on bleepingcomputer.com that apparently interviewed the actual hacker that stole this stuff and was trying to sell it on the hacker forums for one Bitcoin for all this information. And he says he's been trying to contact Aurora to like work with them and, you know, basically hold yeah. for ransom and shit. And they haven't even responded to any of his shit. So I don't know what's going on, but uh, I feel bad for, again, all the former and current Aurora employees that are affected by this because it's yeah. fucking bullshit. So what was taken during the hack? Everything. They say there was uh, like passport information, uh, addresses and... Um, you know, medical information, all any anything like driver's wow. license shit, all the stuff. Because when you work for a cannabis company, it's not it's not uh, just sign up and then you go. There's a lot of security shit that's involved that you have to like, you know, get your security. Yeah. They got info on like your this. mom and everything, man. <laughs> my, my, my ass is a flipping uh, a hack. They've sold the flipping list to everybody else. Oh, that's they've covered it up. Yeah. Mm. That's what it is. They've no. they've been spotted by somebody that they've sold the list to, and uh, they've covered it up now by saying, "Oh, we got hacked." Uh, same as everybody else. That's a maybe, possibility. Yeah, Either way, I mean, to be one of the the largest cannabis companies in the country, one of the richest too, and not to have you know, I mean, this happens to to people, but like, yeah, fuck. really, it's just it's another just like. You know, of course this happens, but like, well, I mean, uh, every yeah. time you hear one of these breaches and you have possibly involved with it, you always, I mean, it, it does make you angry. It's like, what the heck people, you trust them you, and to, to take care of their, your stuff. And especially in something like this, man, this, that's not cool. Any news yeah. in the um, forum? I've got, forum got a new PC and Mackie's real happy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a monster. 
I see mm-hmm. Double Bluff has the fucking peacock quail out and he's scribbling frantically. Yeah, oh, man. Yes. You, you ask for help. You ask somebody to transcribe. He's That's on. right. Yeah. We're reorganizing all the podcasts and making sure that they're all got a good description. So anybody who reads them to check out the podcast can see what it's about. So uh, I, it's a lot of episodes for me to go back and do it by myself. And the admin were all busy doing other things. So I asked the community if they wanted to get involved. And we got a good response and everybody's in there getting involved and, and doing little bits. We've broken down all the episodes, sent them out to everybody. And oh, Double Bluff said that uh, he's happy to write the description and all of that for all of the future episodes that come out. So that's going to take a sweet. massive load off my shoulder. Oh, nice. That is epic, man. Thanks, I appreciate man. the help, man. Yeah, man. Nice writing style, by the way, Mr. Double Bluff. Yes, man. So it will turn out very nice, I think. So yeah. we appreciate the help. You know, anything anybody can do to take the workload off anybody. We're a community and we all work together to keep this ship running. Yep. We do, and it's big up to everybody. Yeah, yes, big up to everybody, fucking... the listeners, the members of the forum, you know, the people who just visit and read the posts. Yeah, thanks for, you know, just interacting with us in some way because we like it. <laughs> <laughs> we do. It's nice. Yes. I hope everybody's enjoying the show so far. If you, if you are enjoying the show, hit that like button. You know we like them like buttons. Well, I was at managed to get the uh, plan of the month uh, thread up just for voting, so I like that's positive over there, Percy's. I did manage Sweet. to do that, so people can get over there. We had four plants entered this month, so they can get over there and tell us which mm-hmm. one they think is the best. Nice. Got my vote in. Yep. Me too, actually. I think I was. Everybody there. is is qualified, so you get over there and, and make somebody's day. You know, cast a vote. Yes, people do like that blink. Absolutely, man. I like to give it out, actually. So there we go. That's that. Oh, talking tweaks. of which, sorry oh, to interrupt. Thank you for that, Mr. Monkey from Wobbling. <laughs> I did notice before you say <laughs> he didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, I guess we ought to let the, the the listeners in on that. Yeah, we were in a Zoom the other day and I got started getting asked for please update my profiles correctly. And so that, that's what he's talking about. So even I, I get harassed even in here in the room. That's what admin are for, though, isn't it? I know it. I accepted Indeed. the responsibility. I didn't notice straight away. I got this shiny bling. Woo. Yeah, yes, basically, man. you did finish. Yeah, I figured you did finish at least one diary. I definitely somewhere. finished at least one. Yeah, yeah there's a couple. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a mission somebody can get on, man. Moving the complete diaries and the complete diaries section. That, that would be a cool job. But that's a mission. That is a mission. Uh, it's yeah. not that bad, really. I think I think I could. Uh, let me let me look at it. We'll we'll talk. I like that new bling. <laughs> you did, I monkey. Well, I did go through years. You said that we were missing something, so yes, I you were updated as well. Too. TG didn't ask for anything, so I didn't look at his. <laughs> so, man, if you are missing any bling, then let monkey okay. know and I'll sort you out. Oh yes, I'm. I'm sure I'm going to have quite a few messages come down. So should, uh, <laughs> let's move I'll on to the next section, then, lads. <laughs> let's go on to the famous stoner. GB, what are you saying? Now, tonight, folks, I'm going to tell you about a London local. He is... London local? A London local. You know one in 30 people in London have corona? He's probably got it. That's fucking mad. I doubt it. I doubt he has. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, a London local who is married to the marijuana. His mantra was to that we get high. He is the Dank of England himself who refers 
who has referred to himself as the Black Scooby-Doo, I give you oh, yes. the Black Ripper, a.k.a. Bean West. All right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Bean was born in Edmonton in North London in 1987, and he started his career at quite a young age when he debuted his first um, at first, when he was 15, on a pirate radio station called Axe FM by taking part in grime battles. Now, for anyone that doesn't know what a grime battle is, because I didn't know, apparently it's some <laughs> sort of dance thing. Uh, it's like a dance, um, dance that came from the dance, 90s. sucker. <laughs> uh, I, I was hoping ZN might know, because this is his fucking... This oh, is his shit. kind of thing. Oh, it's shit, like that South Park episode, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and um, this is the best picture I could get of him. Look at the size of that spliff, man. That's an awesome snack for Mackie. Uh, that's oh, my oh, that's, that's, nice that's the raw, that's the biggest one they make. I have a yeah, picture that's of the rolling, rolling treatment. Yeah. Yeah. I could roll that. Imagine how much mess you'd make with that. Really? Three ounces over the floor, man. At least you'd have plenty of splits to make so, out of the look, fucking They're my stuff. ounces, man. They're my ounces. <laughs> They'll go on the floor if they want. Right? Exactly. I do that. I do what I want. Sorry, GB. Yeah, yeah. So Wes has always been a <laughs> cannabis enthusiast. As you can see, he explains how it always allowed him to be more creative and to experience life in just a more positive way. And um, pretty much the same as how nearly everybody who smokes weed or uses cannabis for any way at all says the same thing. And he was not only successful in the British music industry, um, he was quite successful across the world with an awful lot of his stuff. Like he had stuff going from, um, I think it was 2003, when he first started out and then um, he was only 15 like as i said so like he he was what well, 50 17 18 years in the industry wow you know, so like he's he's in the grime quite, industry yeah well just kind of in the rap straight across kind of grime up into rap he done he done a bit of everything and hmm. um, his um he's released songs called we get high and um, oh, yeah Married to Marijuana. Yeah. Um, <laughs> money on Trees, London Zoo, Hire, um, Music of Money, Stay High. An awful lot of his late stuff has purely been about cannabis. Why? Because he was a cannabis activist. He set up a epic fucking smoke shop um, place where you could buy all your t-shirts, all your fucking grinders, trays, every, all your apparel and apparatus or apparatus called the DOE. <laughs> it was the Dank of England and it was set up in 2015. He set it up with like a couple of pop-up shops in that force but they had, they took off really well and he has a, had a great website, has a great website and a couple of shops around. He is most notably known for making headlines around the world for when he hotboxed the London Eye. Mm. Him and one of his mates went in and just fucking <laughs> start as the fucking thing, start going off. They just went on to Insta, start going live, and we're just fucking blazing <laughs> up as they go awesome. around the eye, man. Wow. To the amusement of some of the other guests 
of. Imagine, imagine getting out of that at the bottom. That'd be oh, wicked. Savage, wouldn't it? But not <laughs> only that, he's he is he has made points of like he's gone into Asda and walking around Asda smoking a spliff. Yeah, I did not smoke a spliff in Asda, man. Yeah, I did smoking doors. I walked in twice oh, and weeks. Yeah. It was you see, you've not, got to be careful of being an activist and then smoke. just being disrespectful to everybody because people you won't like smoke. that. I was just forgetful to fuck, man. I wasn't being an activist. <laughs> yeah, but it's still smoke, isn't it, Judy? True, but he's making a point of it, that it and is it, nothing wrong with it, that you should be able to walk into a supermarket and fucking buy your weed the same way as you can walk into the supermarket and buy your fucking drink. Mm. Yeah, it is a very good point. Yeah, um, and that, then there was another time that he was what he was going down the street and the fucking cop walked up past him and he's smoking a spliff and the cop goes to try to take it off him and he pulled back and went, oh, hang on just a second. One more hit. <laughs> <laughs> a couple more hits and they go, there you go. <laughs> now I'm done. Yeah, but um, alas, Dean West passed away. Um, while on vacation in St. John's Island and the Caribbean in April of 2020, just after 420. What the fuck, man? He looks young. He really? is really young because he was only born in 87. He's Damn. young. Was. I think That's he would well. be younger than anyone on the panel. He's, uh, no, he's the same age as me, man. It's the year I was born. Yeah. yeah. How did he die? Nah, he's just a baby. He had a heart attack. Wow. Um, yeah, he died you of a never know, attack. do you? No, it's huge. And like, because we all know you can be fit as a fiddle and you can have a heart attack. Um, it's not necessarily that it has to be fucking drug related or things. You all know I had a heart attack four or five years, six years ago, five years ago. Um, I was as fit as a fiddle. Not a problem. Um, so it doesn't... Um, it doesn't have to be drug related or fucking yeah, you know. anything like that. You can just, you just have a appreciate the fucking the time you've got, man. Appreciate today well, and the people who are in your life today. Well, that it is really. it is why it's since then, since that like fucking that that like, I was only newly married. You know, I have my whole life still ahead of me, and it is since mm. then I live every day as if it's my last. I don't allow anything to get me down. I don't allow anyone to piss me off because nobody is worth it. You know, remember that people don't let people get you down because nothing is worth it. Your own health and well-being is more important than um what anybody else would fucking think or say about you. That's right. Yeah, man. That was a bit Sad. of knowledge deepness. But yeah, so um and it was a huge <laughs> loss for um the fight for legalization in, in the UK and to the British music industry in general with um things. So I just thought that we should he should be remembered, and um, indeed, everybody should raise their joint. To yes, Dean. Absolutely, raise yeah. your spliff oh. to Dean West. Yeah, hit that thing for him. That's it, man. Motherfucking, mm. motherfucking life, and you're killing people far too fucking young, you mm. bastard. Stop being a prick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's always it's always the good ones. Yeah, no, I'm not a big like rap music type thing. I don't I don't listen to it. I don't I don't understand it because I don't. 
fucking can't understand what they're calling. You know, like fucking <laughs> takes practice, that, mate. That's yeah, it. well, it's, they, they, they's all got their own words. You know, of course they are, because they're gonna make them yeah. up to fit the the rhyme, innit? Why do I have to learn how how to listen to rap to a music? You know, I should be because able... it's poetry, man. It's like you have to go to school no, and poetry. study poetry to fully understand it, and it's the same thing with rap. Yeah. And you have to, to really yeah really the more tupac is a rapper but if you look at some of the raps he wrote his words man he was so fucking deep for his age ridiculously deep some of them were really good yeah like instead of listening to the music and going that way and don't think about the curse words so much you know that's part of the poetry as well yeah but just read it online instead and see the things he he wrote about you know the crack epidemic in in the Mm. u.s during the 80s and the way society was for some people back then, it's it's like a whole part of of society that we don't get to hear yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. It's social commentary, out, man. Absolutely. There is there is the one thing that, and it's the one thing that I don't understand about rap. You know, it seems to glorify the disrespect of women it's and sometimes. all it is is bitches, hoes, the N word. Does my fucking head in? It is yeah. every second bored in it, and you're like, Dude. for some rappers, it depends on the rapper. It's just you got to find somebody who you like. Some people are yeah. more vulgar than others, you know. Yeah. Some people use different kind of language, and some people won't talk like that. It's one yeah. of them things, though, isn't it? I mean, rap's supposed to come from your your situation. You're supposed to like. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're supposed to rap about like what's going on yeah. in your life but all like them the motherfuckers blues. come from the same place isn't it they all got the same shitty lives man so yeah. it's all the same tune with different flipping words <laughs> yeah. if you guys really want to like learn about it there's a fucking deadly net netflix documentary called hip-hop evolution that you should watch mm-hmm. if you're interested yeah. in what yeah, yeah. rap means and how it's come about and, and the, all the behind the, the music type shit it's really fucking good Poetry, man. Check it out. Anyway, anyway, we have to move on to uh, the next section because we're getting distracted and it's not the tangent section. No, so <laughs> Let's move time. on to Crow Guides. Pow. So, we are going to do it. We're going to talk about super cropping and monster cropping your cannabis plants. Now, this can seem like uh, advanced stuff, and you'll be told that it's advanced methods, but when it comes to growing weed, nothing is really advanced. It's all really easy to do. It's just you have to have the courage to actually try it. And once you've tried it once, you'll be like, fuck me, that was easy. For example, some of you guys might already be growing and might have been scared to top your plants. And that's something everybody does nowadays. Everybody tops their plants. But that first time was scary. Is the plant going to be okay and all this? Yeah, Them plants are vigorous as fuck, man. They'll survive. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, Michael, what are you saying there? I said, yeah, it's scary as heck as a new grower. You want me to cut this mm-hmm. thing in half? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and throw the top away. You don't need that anymore. Yeah. And it's the same thing here with super cropping. You know, it's like you want me to snap the fucking branch? Yeah, you do what now? <laughs> yeah, just squeeze till it pops. Just, just, yeah, make mush out of the stem. Do it. Yes. Just so, uh, over like a limp, you know so, what? Exactly. So, that's a bit of a spoiler, or you, you know, there's a difference between super cropping and monster cropping. Anybody want to take it away and explain what they are? Huh. Well, monster cropping uh, can be one of, I mean, it refers pretty much to taking a plant that's in flower and then 
bringing it back into vegetative state again and then bringing it back into flower. This can either be done at the end of a cycle when you've chopped and left maybe a little bit of the plant back on. You can put it back into the veg tent and it'll take, take some time, but eventually it'll start producing uh, odd looking foliage, then better looking foliage, and eventually it will go back into full veg. That's one, one type of a monster crop. The other type of, that can be also considered monster crop would be, uh, or at least I would consider it a monster crop, is taking cuttings that are already in flower so that they will root just fine, but the plants mm -hmm. are going to look a little bit weird for a, for a few weeks after that. Um, mm -hmm. it, all, all the old leaves are going to kind of start maybe deciding they don't want to be there, and the new ones are going to maybe be rounded or odd-shaped. It'll grow. But if you give it a chance, it will eventually revert back into a vegetative plant and it's going to be a monster plant when it does because it'll have a heck of a root system and it's just, it's just going to want to grow again. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what I always do with that type of monster crop. Yeah. So have you ever done monster great, crop man. with like a, you've harvested the buds and then re-vegged the, what was left after it? Have you tried that TG? No, no, I've never re-vegged a, a fully harvested plant. I always just take the cuttings. Yeah, like uh, as soon as I kind of get an idea, like when the resin, usually I do it about no later than two, two and a half weeks because I want to get an idea of what the, the terpene profile is going to be. And right when that first resin kind of forms, I can somewhat judge that and then I'll either take a, a cutting or not mm -hmm. then. But um, yeah, I, I prefer to take monster crops just because I find it like easier to manipulate in terms of um getting like super branchy because they just the hormones i don't think there's no dominant uh like stem anymore right the hormones are just fucking everywhere Absolutely. so rather than having to like bend and train and top you still have to do that obviously because the branches themselves will just go crazy but um they're a lot more supple and there's no dominance so it's a lot easier to manipulate all of them versus focusing on like topping the one and then dealing with the other four and then topping those four and dealing with the eight tops, like a mainline type of deal. So, but yeah, and monster coffee. Uh, the, in your picture there, you know, yeah. them rounded leaves. If people have a look at that when TG talks, yeah. then, uh, you can see that the leaves are rounded and more cupped. It, yeah. it's, uh, that's the kind of shape. If you start seeing that on your plant when it's in veg, it means that it's, uh, when it's in flower, sorry, it, it means yeah. that it's uh, starting to re-veg. And you yeah. need to look at light leaks or something because something is making it go back into veg and there'll be a problem. And it probably get, gonna hurt me. You'll get single like leaves that have single blades on them, like one leaflet, and it, like they look weird as fuck. And you'll get like world leaves that are in coils. They look they're spiral. They look really cool, but um, you just it takes about three three and a half weeks to really get back into full vegetative growth in my experience when I've done this. So. Don't be scared when you do it and don't think it it does look weird but it's supposed to look weird <laughs> just takes time isn't it yeah that's all and then we have like, super cropping which is something which it doesn't take so long you can do it on any vegetating cannabis plant and you can do it on flowering as well but any kind of stress on the flowering plant you really want to avoid it because it just it'll slow down the growth a little which can reduce the yield and you might even make the plant ill or get mold if you break the stem and some mold spores get inside it and shit. So you don't want to have... damage a flowering plant too much. What's up, GV? I was going to say, I have a great little tip that you won't um, break the skin of the stem. But yeah, you well, explain yeah. what the super cropping is first and, and then uh, yes. because people need to know what that is. And then the super cropping is basically, it is 
breaking the stem, the, the stem, the stem <laughs> in half, but still being attached to the to the, to the stem. No, yeah. that makes no sense. Yeah, it's like if you have your arm. Say if you take your arm and if you break your arm and the top part flops to the side, but it's still connected to your arm. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yes, break the yes. bone, leave the skin. That is super cropping people. I'm not good at fucking explaining this shit. <laughs> that was fine, mate. That was fine. People get that. That's cool. <laughs> break the bone. But that is it. Break the bone, but not the skin. But... Yeah. um. Yeah, the best thing of doing, I find, when you try to do it, rub it between your thumbs and your two forefingers. And that kind of rub it back and forward and back and forward, and it crushes. It crushes down the part that you want to, mm-hmm. to, to break down, and then it'll kind of fold it over. But when you fold it over, it has an awful tendency to split along the backside of where you're fucking bending over. Mm-hmm. Handy t- way of getting around that is take a five a five pound or a five euro note take any money note that you have wrap it around it nice and tight and then crush it and then fold the whole thing over and you can fold that thing literally back onto itself and it will not break the skin and try it with a cigarette and that'll show you a cigarette skin is way way um, See, and that's dinner. an important factor as well. You, you don't want to break the skin. I mean, sometimes it happens, and if it does, you can use some tape to seal it up, and you can put some honey on there or something to try and stop any pathogens getting into the actual, mm-hmm. the, the, I don't know what you call it on the inside of the stem, but you know, the bugs getting onto the inside of the stem because that's where the mold spores can start it's germinating. Like the, it's the inner stock, the pith, or the there's a word, a botanical word for it. I forget. That's what they make the fiber and the clothing out of and shit after they remove it. But yeah, there's like yeah, the so. xylem and the phloem. That the, anyway, and you can support it after once you've snapped that branch. Don't fully snap it, it'll break it off just a little crack in the middle of the actual stem and it will fold over. And then you can leave it hanging there if you want. But 24 hours after it's fixed, not fully, but it'll be standing up on its own and starting to grow back up to the light again. Just don't be too scared to. of it, man. Try it on you one may branch. Need, you may need to do it more than once as mm. well, depending mm-hmm. on how fucking tall those bitches get. Mm-hmm. I had ones that they were like fucking knuckles. My skunk just got a, a monitor, a super crop on two of the main, or the two of the top stems yesterday to kind of bring them back down in level with the rest of the branches. Yeah. So by the time they get good again, the rest of the branches will have caught, kept up or caught up and then yeah right <laughs> works never, good never super cropped on purpose you know <laughs> uh, yeah that too right accidental no but i have it's good when you're in a scrub because you know you're trying to keep this level canopy the the right. whole way over and sometimes there's just some stems that just they won't stay down so if you can super crop them you, you can like lay them down flat against the screen and put a little cable tie around it to hold it in place and it makes it so much easier when the training happens and uh, I think it, they, it heals really fast and it will be back to normal really quick. So, yeah, you get a little out. bulge there. Um, I've read too that mm. like it's not as severe as topping, obviously, as for the dispersion of the of the the auxins and the hormones that help the plant mm. uh, grow. But it does redistribute a little bit, uh, not as not as severe as, as like a, a high stress. But like I say, um, it'll it'll cause the, the side branching to get a little bit bigger, not only because they're bent down and there's more light exposure, but because mm-hmm. uh, that hormonal dispersion. Yeah, it's great. 
it's great. That's it. They're both really easy techniques. I mean, the worst thing with monster cropping is you just have to be patient and wait for three to four weeks until the plant has reverted from flower yeah. back to yeah. veg. You know, and with super cropping, it's just as simple as giving a little pinch on the branch to make it fold down a bit, and you're good. Yeah, I have. You do. I, I find you have to um, super crop more often when you have kind of a weakish light. When it's just not giving it that that yeah. extra because the plant is stretching up and stretching up to get it. I, ha- I had that problem before. I haven't had that much of a problem with stretching now under the ish, <laughs> but under the fields mm-hmm. on there, they all did. They fucking stretch there and they touch in the fucking this top of the tent. Yeah. But it's, it, we'd like to try and encourage all the listeners as well. These techniques do sound scary and intimidating to new growers and maybe if it's your first grow you don't want to try these things but if it's your second grow then this is your hobby man and you want to try experimenting with these different things because it's good fun the plant yeah. isn't gonna die yeah you can do these little experiments because cannabis plants are hardy as fuck they will take a lot of what you're throwing at them as, as long as you're feeding them properly and they get in a good environment then you can chop shit off and it'll be fine you can graft one part of one strain onto another strain by, by chopping branches off and sticking it back onto another plant. They're so resilient. You just don't underestimate that. You want to be able to try these things and have fun with it. Don't be scared. These te- the techniques probably would be better referred to maybe as not as advanced, but probably uncommon just because you don't see them maybe as much as a typical just topping and bending. But mm-hmm. yeah, like Mackie says, they're not, they're not difficult at all. They're just, not as many people do them, so they seem like they're like exotic and shit, and they have cool yeah. names, right? But really, they're just the same shit as the horticulturists have been doing for forever. So. JB got his mute backwards there. <laughs> oh, sorry, did I fuck? <laughs> I'm hitting my bong. Yeah, we covered that. Let me see. Smell that one. Ooh, nice. Brooke in the background. You're shouting there, JB, out in the woods. Oh, that was nice. Look, it was the bong and not a silent but deadly. Yeah, yeah, yeah I say. really. Ooh. That already came. <laughs> <laughs> big breath, big breath. Yeah. Oh yes, literally. Back to grow, guys. Tangent. So I mean, it's really that simple. There's not really much anything else you can say when it comes to super cropping. One more thing I can add there is uh, there's these little things called bends, but you just stick these on your plant and like sort of manipulate the branch inside of it, and that super crops it on its own. And as the branch grows bigger and it sort of stretches them out, then it, it breaks the stem on the inside as well. So it super crops it just by it being there. So they're really fucking cool, man. The first time I tried them, I've stuck them on the branch and I left it for like a week. And then I tried to take them off and I broke the stems and I was <laughs> screwing. So in fucking using these things again, these pieces <laughs> of shit. I was nearly crying, man. I swear, because I broke like four stems, man. I was, oh man, I was so gutted. I was, you know, you break the first one, you're like, oh, so okay, I can deal with it, tape it up. And you do a little bit more, you do it, and then snap, you're like, oh God. <laughs> and then the third one, and it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, man, this plant's going to die, which it end. <laughs> and you're advising these things the next to one. people? <laughs> you know. <laughs> but this is it, I'm explaining, right? The reason why that happened is because I took them off too soon. When the plant's still in veg and it's it's all supple, if you take them off, it will snap the branch. You leave them on until they're in flower because the stems get more wooden when the plant's in flower. And then you can yeah. take them off without snapping the branch and it will leave a nice knuckle there. So it's as if it's been super cropped. 
They're really fucking cool, man. Just don't take them off too soon. Ah. Yes. Mm-hmm. They, I, must have a look. I was looking at them in the fucking grow shop only, only last week. It's because it's a pain in the ass when you're trying to train things, you know, tying something around the stem and then tying it down to the part and trying to get that right and all these mm-hmm. different things. But then bends, they can just do it for you. It's really easy. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Good shit, I'll be making a trip to the grow room tomorrow or to the grow shop tomorrow. Yeah. Keep but an eye said, out for me, Omar. Don't fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He's after more free stuff. Don't take them off when the plant is still in veg because you'll snap the branches. Wait until yes. they're flowering and they're yes. good hard stems. Yep. Things hardened off. You can yeah, super crop a monster crop, but you can't monster crop a super crop necessarily. <laughs> you know what I mean? They have they have similar names, but the monster crop is more just like a technique to get it bushy, whereas a super crop is an active bending of the branches mm-hmm. to then get it bushy, I guess. But it's a little bit a little bit different, I guess, in the sense of uh, you know what I mean, like uh, oh yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah. Anyway, so try that shit, give it a shot, and if you do, take some pictures and let us know. Tag us on Instagram yeah. and Facebook and all that shit. You know, just I love seeing hashtag high on homegrown. Definitely, let me know. Show we me. need to see more hashtags high on homegrown out there, man. Yeah, yeah. social networks need to see more of that. Some like to see. plants and shit. So, stick some pictures in them. Show us your plants. Hashtag high and homegrown. Even the broken network. We yeah, like anything, man. Plants. We like to yeah, see yeah. them all. The weird like ones are the all. best, man. Yeah. yeah, the sick ones. We want to see them all, man. We just don't want to see the pretty ones all the time. We yeah, like variety. Yes. Oh, I tell you, if you had a look at my tent now, you'd love it. I have one that <laughs> looks just perfectly healthy. I have one that looks like a fucking degenerate fucking runt. Another <laughs> one is kind of looking a little bit decrepit and kind of... <laughs> a bit like the panel then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right oh. then. So... We should move on to this week's strain of the week. If you, remember, if you have any questions or anything like that, then don't forget to email us homegrown at gmail.com or get us on percysgrowroom.com and we'll answer any questions. So let's do strain of the week. Pow. Ping. There you go, monkey. It's down to you. Well, this week, this will be probably a, a little bit of a venture into the hypothetical because I know this is a strain I've never been able to find. Uh, mm-hmm. Anybody else on this panel ever, ever, ever been able to smoke some real Dr. Grinspoon? No, I don't think no. so. And that would be the epic one for me. I mean, that's just a strain that I've heard about for a long time. Uh, Dr. Grinspoon is a legendary strain from Barney's Farm. It is a 100% sativa strain. Now, it's a very unusual plant. I've seen some grow diaries online of this one, and it has got the most unusual growth habit I've ever seen. It's kind of airy. The buds are not these long pointed colas that I was seeing. They were a little bit smaller, almost uh, foxtail-y looking like uh, buds. But, uh, you know, they're very unusual looking things. So, I mean, with that kind of thing and the fact that the strain is approximately a 14-week strain. Of course, that's what they say, and we all know that you're going to want to go out a couple more weeks than that. So it's a really long strain with a very unusual growth habit. And so it's not really, I haven't found it commercially out there yet. And somebody's going to probably send me a message saying, well, if you next time you're here, we got it. That would be great. I'd love love to try that one. But anyway, Dr. Grinspoon is a 100% sativa. And you're looking at THCs that run somewhere in the 17 to 26% range. So average in there about 20% with about 1% or maybe slightly less CBD. And the flavor is said to be vanilla, anise, citrus, Mm. and with a very creamy, 
a Ooh. smoke that someone compared almost kush-like creamy. Oh, I like the sound of that. I'm telling you, now the high is supposed to be energetic, high, clear, uh, confident, you know, 100% sativa type mm -hmm. situation. This sounds like a really and nice smoke is some of that with a nice creamy vanilla latte. Mm -mm. What do you think about that? Mm. Wait for a first thing in the morning, man. That we'll have to go to our friend Peter and ask him if he's got any. <laughs> well, he has, yeah. His, our friend Peter actually did sample this strain. Yeah, so he does. Was, so he showed us it, man. He has a special Barney's ten of them. Yeah, exactly, man. That's cool. But we can't take one of them each, can yeah. we? Really? Shout out to Peter <laughs> Greenspoon there. Yeah. Just I hope you're staying whatever. safe, man. Now this is this is this Tiva, so it does tend to get a little bit tall. So outdoors, if grown outdoors, it can reach uh, heights nine to twelve feet tall outdoors. But of course, with, with a flower time like this, you're probably going to need southern latitudes to, to be able to keep it alive long enough to let it actually get, get completely uh, ripe and everything ready to go on that, though. But they say it's one heck of a train ride, one token. It's, it's conversation city. Euphoria goes. Your pain melts away. Everything about this strain, like most strains that are reviewed, because, you know, when you're reading strain reviews online and talking to people and, and reading blogs, everybody wants you to think this is the best strain in the world. So I guess it's only only natural that every week I say I would really love to have this strain. But this one, because it's so hard for me to find commercially, this is one I would really probably consider maybe tackling myself one time but this is me being this is too gross i mean come on this yeah. is 16 weeks this is a long completely one. now they say yeah. that the yield on this strain will be very high uh and and you'll be rewarded for your for your growth time but still this is a pretty big uh, pretty big thing out there so i don't new growers you may want to stay away from this one but old growers who want to challenge mm -hmm. and maybe something that is very unique in the cannabis world i would say Dr. Grinspoon would probably meet both of those criteria. And if you get some, drop us a line. We'd like to pop over, you know, <laughs> maybe a sample a few with you. I don't think yeah, anybody yeah. in the panel would mind that. Uh, ben in the chat always... there was saying, sorry, TJ, let me just say this. Oh, yeah. Ben was saying that he was growing it and then he lost it to coppers 16 weeks into flower. Oh, about eight to 10 weeks ago. That's fucking ben. shit, Ben. Unlucky, mate. I'm telling you. Right, the cop I mean, that one. That would be a heartbreak. It's waking yeah. 16 weeks and it's, it's gone. I mean, you could smell it in everything. Mm. Oh. What are you it, saying, TJ? Well, I was just going to say, I've never smoked it myself either, but just like I've, I've looked at pictures of it often enough. And if you look at my my photo right now, this is like, uh, this is one of my super crop or my monster crop plants. And it actually looks similar to apparently how this Dr. Grinspoon grows, you know, with those single kind of teardrop calyxes or bracts along the stems rather yep. than a big fat bud. And you right. can see on my picture, they're kind of, it's it's in revenge now, but there's those single bracts kind of all poking out along the stem there. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Uh, this isn't Dr. Grinspoon at all, but it kind of has the same profile. But I'd, yeah, I'd love to give that a go too. But that flowering time is... Uh, somewhat intimidating yes <laughs> i have to have the jars well stocked to go ahead and and bail yeah, in that, on that it, of course it? my tents is a low local profile tent i'm a foot shorter than standard tents because of where i grow my space so i think tackling a or this a tall sativa in a short tent i think that just screams murder just don't do it 
Sounds so. like fun. <laughs> sounds like fun. <laughs> sounds like a so, so, says the man who's been growing in flipping remote control for radio control cars. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Go on, Mike. You can handle it. You can handle it. You grow it. No problem. Yeah, okay. Challenge accepted. One day I'll have to get on this. <laughs> I've already got like three years or four years of seeds ahead of it. So I don't know if it's going to happen really, really soon. You'll get there. So good. Yeah. I think this, for me, this would be like one, one for the trophy shelf. Like I've actually did this, you know, it's one of those, those strains for me. So pretty cool. I'd love to do this one. But like you said, Dr. Grinspoon, if you're listening out there, Mm. you know, Hey, just, just saying, just saying. (laughs) Get in touch with Barney's and say, book out uh, the next, like, actually, uh, I've been Definitely speaking to Peter person. through Twitter uh, uh, last week. I was speaking to him. And really? He's got some big news coming up soon. I don't know if I'm allowed to sign the show, but he's got some su- some super cool shit coming up. Cool, does uh, he? I hope he's doing well out there because you know, with him, he's a doctor as well. He's out there working in the hospitals with the COVID going on. So I'm working hard. Everybody's working hard right now. Yeah. Working in that kind of industry there. So I just really wish I him the best. Hope he stays safe. So much empathy for all those health workers. I mean, there's no relief in sight, is there, guys? No, it's looking shit, man. Stay strong. You know, when you're well, on your shift there, just download High and Homegrown. Have exactly. a listen. That'll keep you entertained while you're going through the graft there. We Take appreciate mind off it a little. Guys, so. Indeed. Yeah, we haven't said that before. But I think we should, you know, keep, keep up the good work. Mm. Trying to keep people alive and shit, man. Exactly. And putting themselves at risk. Imagine how fucking dangerous it is walking into a COVID ward. Are you serious? <laughs> I ain't going in there. And these no, people I mean, there every day helping people out, man. It's like, man. Yeah, yeah. obviously they're trained because I wouldn't want to be walking through those doors. Yeah, it's scary though. The bathroom Brave after people, certain man. people, let alone that shit. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying, mate? Walking yeah. the somebody makes a sniffle and I turn around and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> Standing too close to me in the queue, mate. Move exactly. Hey, 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 hey. Six feet, motherfucker. <laughs> Get my Cartman stick out. Anyway, we should move on to the next section to the interview. This is a good one this week. Let's do it. Man, I'd say this is a good one this week. Like, we have bad ones or something. No, we have we some don't fucking sweet ones. interviews, man. I put a list up on Facebook this week of all of the interviews that we've done so far. So far, all uh, 20, 25 people it is because we had the two Christmas episodes with no guests. But damn, this an impressive list. If you would have told me six list. months ago, you're going to be speaking to all these people. You're like, nah. Would have lynched in your face. I went, ah, you fucking idiots. Epic, man. <laughs> Epic. <laughs> So, and a lot more pocket interviews to come as well. So, stay yeah, tuned, man. Definitely. Keep an eye out. You, you know, we try our hardest to get the best guests we can. And this yeah. this is a real good one as well. You might have heard of a, of a podcast called uh, Great Moments in Weed History. So, I, I hadn't heard it before. GB is a avid listener, is- listen to it all. Huge uh, fan, huge yes. fan of the boys. They are savage. And I would highly recommend. Um, all you guys go and have a listen to great moments in weed history. Y'all yeah. need to know where your weed come from. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And it's a similar cannabis podcast to ours. We get high, we're, we're laid back. We just have a friendly conversation, but give information across at the same time. And that's their kind of vibe as well. They just get high, talk about history and just tell you about the important things that have happened in, in weed history, pretty much yeah. what, what their title is, what it says on the tin. 
you know, these guys were so comfortable in, in chat. I mean, it felt like they belonged there. It was it was more of a smoke session. It wasn't an interview, really. Yeah. These guys. So, yeah. so, so, uh, so without further ado, we've got half hour here of, uh, and this has been from the uh, Great Moments in Movie History. Let's do it. Enjoy. So uh, tell us about yourself and, and the podcast, the, uh, the Greatest Moments in Weed History. Yeah, well, it's my partner, Abdullah Saeed, and I uh, do a podcast, Great Moments in Weed History. Uh, you might know him uh, as the host of Bong Appetit, which was on Vice. He's been on mm -hmm. High Maintenance on HBO. Uh, and I've been, uh, as a journalist, covering cannabis or weed or whatever you like to call it. Uh, for almost 20 years, I worked at High Times uh, back when that was an independent uh, kind of renegade publication, and it was an amazing uh, time in my life and huge part of my education in cannabis and in this culture. Uh, from there, I started writing a column for Vice uh, about food, and I, I started writing for them a lot about you know, political aspects of cannabis, cultural coverage. And then I started doing a food and weed column uh, that turned into this show, Bong Appetit, uh, which is where I, it's not where I met Abdullah, but that's really where we, we formed a friendship and a bond and a working relationship. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, when you're shooting a TV show, this was about food and weed. Uh, there's a lot of time, you know, I'm not a technical camera person and, and Abdullah is the host of the show. So there's all this time where we're just kind of sitting around, they're moving the cameras, they're setting up the next thing. And obviously we're doing our thing, smoking weed, talking about weed. I, you know, we tell each other stories. And uh, at a certain point, he, he broke ties with Vice uh, and we wanted to make something together. We wanted to make something that really uh, hit on what we felt was important and maybe not getting the attention it deserves. And to me, as we move into legalization uh, with all its many splendors and its fucked up goodness, uh, you know, not getting arrested is fucking great. Mm. Uh, seeing to me, corporate capitalistic uh, influence and takeover or whatever you want to call it is not good. But yeah. as we move into this, we can't forget our outlaw history. We can't forget mm -hmm our cultural history, and we can't forget uh, what we've been through to get here. And so kind of by focusing on the greatest moments, uh, we can look at this outlaw history, but still make a show that I, I think and I hope is fun and funny. Um, mm. But also, um, if we don't tell our own history, uh, we're going to get a very fucked up bullshit version of our history. And so, you know, we have shows about everything from Willie Nelson smoked a joint on the roof of the White House. <laughs> right. uh, Napoleon invaded Europe, and that's how Hashish got to. Uh, Napoleon invaded Egypt, and that's how Hashish got to Europe. Uh, about how the coffee shop scene started in Amsterdam. Uh, people like Dennis Perone and Brownie Mary in the United States, who who really pushed for the medical cannabis laws and wham. Cool. So all kinds of people. Uh, you uh, did you say you was in California, DB? Uh, yes, that, that I am. Uh, uh, so it's completely legal for you now, recreational and medical? Yes. Has, so uh, you lucky bastard. What are the prices <laughs> like for you? 
You I off. don't. I, I've, if if that hurt uh, Greenbeard that much, I probably shouldn't tell you the prices. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I will say this: uh, it, it, it's less expensive in the unregulated underground market than in the taxed and regulated market. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I I want to say that I want to say this kind of specifically. Um, I think two things that you can. Uh, and as I say, whether you're doing it publicly or looking to map your own future, home grow is a basic human right and a huge check sure. against Thank those you. prices. Yes, and absolutely. they will fight you on it because they know. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and, and in terms of it being a human right, uh, and then the second thing to fight for is have you, I don't know if you've ever heard a term micro license. It's been something we've been fighting for here with, you know, not as much success as I'd like, but it is the idea that, okay, you're going to make, let's say this is going to happen in whatever country or whatever uh, jurisdiction, if it's a state in the United States, you're going to have big licenses. You're going to have people who are growing in amounts that are far beyond the means of any individual person uh, that's not super rich. Uh, <laughs> but if you can create, and, and that might be a license to grow, that might be a license to have a dispensary, that might be a license uh, to distribute, you know, all of these things. Sure. But if you can also make a micro, and that's, it's, and the price simply to get that license and build a facility up to these very, uh, yeah. you know, locked down codes, it's just, that's the other lane. What you want for your lane is a micro license that's affordable to just saying, maybe somebody has been growing for 20 years on the down low. Uh, they got their craft down. They got a nice piece of land or a reasonable sized little uh, setup. Mm -hmm. They have high quality and they think I can compete on this quality, but I can't compete against that scale. I can't scale up. I don't want to do that or I can't. If there's a license that's affordable to that person that allows that person to essentially be the craft brewer or yeah. the craft mm -hmm. uh, small winemaker or small craft person of any kind, it's affordable to them. They can grow a small amount of product. Uh, I see that word seeps into mm. our discourse here already. <laughs> you know, I, it, it felt so bad coming out of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> they can grow a reasonable amount of plants, maybe a hundred plants. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe ten thousand square feet. Mm. Uh, it's like and, a mom and pop operation. The mom and pop operation. Yeah. If that exists in law then you can compete because you're going to grow much, yeah. much better cannabis than they are. And you're going to represent yeah. it in a way. Uh, but if that doesn't exist, it makes it more difficult know, if, for them small guys yeah. to get involved here. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So those are, I think the two things, uh, particularly for growers, uh, to push for and to make a part mm -hmm. of this conversation, stay really focused on that. You know, I think that's the best chance. We have that in Canada. It's mm -hmm. everybody's saying 2021 is the year of the micros. Since 2014, when we had the inception of the original corporate medical program, where you had to buy from the entities that eventually became the recreational suppliers, they were, you had to be a billionaire basically to get into it. After legalization in 2018, there was the micro option. It was still fairly cost prohibitive, 
but there are ways that, like you said, with, with a small plot of land, that kind of thing, growing outdoors and stuff like that is definitely a doable thing. And, and we're seeing it in the market now. Everybody is, is doing away with the old brands and, and uh, the micros are doing very well. But I'd go even further to say that somebody like myself, um, if I can get the same analysis done on my crop or whatever, if it's, and it's up to me to determine if it's cost prohibitive for me to do this or not, but if I can grab uh, a proper chain of, uh, or a, you know, COA from a lab, slap that on a, on a booth at a farmer's market, I see no reason why I shouldn't be able to sell the stuff that I grow and my ultra, ultra small scale, like ultra craft, I guess you could call it mm. um, in, in a, in a farmer's market or a, a roadside booth kind of um, kind of thing, as long as there are the proper, you know, public consumption safeguards and stuff that would be in place to be able to sell in the legal market. But um, yeah, ID and you can do it with, yeah, you can do it with alcohol. I know in Ireland you can. You can go into off license, and there is some special boutique off license that only, only um, look after small um, breweries, like people that might only make two hundred bottles of a beer, or might only make four hundred bottles of a whiskey or a gin of yeah. this variety. But then the next one, they might have another one of like maybe two or three hundred different type of bottles, but you'll only be able to get it in this one place. I think eventually yeah. it'll all work out where there will be different levels. It's just it's mm. just such a slow process when anything goes through politics. And it's something you've got to push for because mm -hmm. the big money people know mm -hmm. it's a threat. Um, and I would say if that exists in Ireland, um, there is probably a group or an organization or an organizing body of people who do that. Yeah, somebody, yeah. somebody, if not many people, in that love weed yeah. you'll find them <laughs> and that can be a model uh you know things like that making it a bigger tent and you know that's one of the things too that as the pressure of prohibition uh lessens you see how big our community is yeah. and you mm -hmm. see that it is very much uh bigger than it appears from the outside. We all know this as weed people, yeah. but it becomes apparent to everybody. A lot more people will be willing to uh, speak out or yeah. just self-identify, uh, and you can start to build these um, coalitions and, and just sort of uh, allies with other people. I think one of the, one of the things that went wrong with the legalization process in the United States is for very good reasons and somewhat because of the media as an intermediary, the messaging was, uh, we're gonna make a lot of tax money off of this and maybe create jobs and et cetera, when it really should have been this is a civil rights issue right. uh, uh, about fucking with people for no reason. This mm -hmm. is about, uh, in the United States, certainly, and almost everywhere else, I would imagine, an issue around institutional racism, where in the US, we have, if you're, if you're a Black person, you're five to eight times more likely to be arrested uh, mm -hmm. for weed, uh, and more likely to be prosecuted, more likely to be incarcerated, etc. Um, and, and, you know, if you can win on those terms, 
you can build, you need to bring in people who, who believe in civil rights and civil justice yeah. uh, as, as well. Um, and then that will inform the discussion when it comes time to look at the economic aspects. Whereas if the economic aspects lead the discussion into legalization, um, then the biggest voices are going to go to people who are motivated by money. Yeah, that's um, a good point, and man. Mm. They always have a big voice. Yeah. <laughs> it's not and like it's going to... From listening to you, Bean, I think we might actually have a chance in Ireland because the, the person who's actually bringing this is a political party, which is People Before Profit. They are for the underdog. They are for the to try to help everybody from the lowest members of, of um, society to the very highest and everybody to be as equal and be treated equally. So it could be a good thing for, because a lot of people in Ireland could not afford to fly or even to pay the extortionate prices that are being charged. So I'd say the home grow could be part of this bill. I haven't seen it now. I don't sure think anyone is. has yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, it has to be. Any any legalization of cannabis, it needs to be mm. bought with a home grow. You can't prosecute people for it. It would be yeah, absolutely correct. ridiculous. It needs to be part of any legislation. But I yeah. took it away from the medical users in Canada. We had to go back to court in 2017 to get the right to grow back. Absolutely. And the only reason awesome. medical patients in Canada have a right to grow more than the four plants that came with legalization is because of court decisions from the Supreme Court, not because of government or not because of voting or anything like this. That's one of my concerns here in the UK is that they legalize and be like, yeah, cool. You can have a little license here so you can grow your own, just fill out this form. So I'm like, cool, man, I can fill out this form now. Look, I'm a legal grower six months later because you know how our government likes to flip flop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know a little saying? bit. Maybe two weeks later, they'll be like, no, we changed our mind now. And then they've got everybody's fucking name on oh, the details. And we're all yeah. screwed, man. So it, and it could happen. It happened there in Canada when they changed their minds, they weren't letting people grow. You have to be really skeptical. So mm-hmm. there shouldn't, it, when it becomes legal, it shouldn't have more laws applied to it. It needs to have laws taken away from it. When they did take it away, I will say that anybody that did have their license already was grandfathered into the new system and can continue growing. It's just any new applicants. Okay. No, okay. no way. They, the only way to get their medicine was to buy from the, the authorized sellers wow. up right until enough. 2017. So for and, from 2014 until 2017, uh, that was the way it was. Bean, when, when it comes to your show, uh, you've got three seasons. Yeah, we just put out a holiday special about how uh, Santa Claus is a psychedelic mushroom shaman. But uh, okay, uh, let's go. So you head? Are you heading into the fourth season now? You I hear you're going to do a fourth. Yeah, we're 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 getting to work on it now. I've got uh, lots and lots of stories uh, lined up for this season. I should say. Nice. Um, you know, one thing I do love is when people reach out and suggest stories uh, to us. Uh, so if anybody is sitting there thinking they have a great moment in weed history, first check out the podcast, see if we did it already. We've <laughs> yeah, probably probably done a have. bunch of stories. We did stories about Jesus. We did stories about like the early jazz scene in the United States yeah. being hugely influenced by uh, cannabis, you know, so reach out, check out the show. Um, I think you'll definitely find something for everybody in there. Uh, and then if, if you like it, hit, hit us up and let us know. It, it, it makes us happy. And 
if you Sweet. have an idea for the fourth season, I'm, I'm working on some really cool stuff right now, but always love, uh, love a good suggestion. You've got to do that one where uh, Aslinger turned into a bat <laughs> before Congress. You know, he said, uh, but he, yeah, uh, we're still looking for that strain. Yeah, right? One of the <laughs> testimonies, he said that he smoked one puff of cannabis and he turned into a bat and flew around the room. But the damn testimony <laughs> didn't say which strain it was, and that's what we want to know. We've been hunting yeah, for a long time. Yeah, well, that's time. why you got to you got to go back to those land races of the exactly. Uh, <laughs> that's what, I'm telling you, am, you know, it is a real way to experience real cannabis history if you can get a hold of those land race strains. And I'll say, mm. uh, one place you can reliably find them is in in Amsterdam at certain coffee shops. Uh, still, still uh, source that stuff. And I think Seedsman you know, have some land races now. Yeah, it's, it's a cool thing. Seeds. Yeah, a few of them are coming out. Uh, and I'll say, like, for instance, okay, as we talk about great moments in weed history, but also representing this this struggle, in the jazz episode, it's about Louis Armstrong, maybe the most famous jazz musician of all time, and his friend and, and uh, collaborator who was the leading Harlem weed dealer of the 1930s. And this whole jazz culture was infused with weed. Uh, there's all these great songs uh, from Reefer Man to, you know, when I yeah, get low, I, love I that get tune, man. And, yeah, our, our theme song on the show, yeah, Great yeah, Moments yeah, in Weed History, is an old jazz song called If You're a Viper. That's all about yeah. getting high. But that episode is also, that episode is also about how Harry Anslinger, the first sort of drug czar of the United States, uh, specifically targeted the jazz community and jazz musicians uh, right. for arrest and really fucked with a lot of people super hard, tried to uh, really destroy jazz music. He, he hated jazz musicians. He was very racist. Uh, and so the episode- and So we've of, suffered for 60 fucking years, longer. Yeah. Mm. Um, but so, you know, we can go to, to me, what is one of the most sort of fascinating and thrilling and creative expressions of cannabis culture, this, this early jazz culture. Uh, but we also have to look at what was surrounding that culture uh, at the time, which was literally Harry Anslinger uh, um, sending informants and threatening club owners and record labels and, and this huge campaign. So, um, you know, and we, we see our own times and our own culture reflected in that history. Uh, that's kind of, yeah, one of my favorite episodes, I think. Have you done something on Mr. Nice, Howard Marks? We have not. Uh, that is, go. I will say, Boy. that's on my, that's on my, I have a big list of, uh, I believe me, we're not going to run out of shows anytime soon. Um, <laughs> I got, yeah, you know what? That's a great one. And, and what's great about it too is, you know, his book is there in his own words. So uh, yeah, I actually had the, and I had the pleasure of meeting him once at the, oh, uh, at the Cannabis Cup in Amsterdam. Yeah, I used to, so, so High Times used to throw the Cannabis Cup, which mm -hmm. we don't have time to get. <laughs> Danny Danko, we spoke with Danny and he's told us all oh, about crazy times. Danny is high times. Look, 
yeah dear friend we would we would work at the cup every year together Sweet. for like 10 years uh and mr nice came once and i'll say he lived up to his name he was quite nice <laughs> oh, <is it laughs> we yeah, we're, we're all nice in england <laughs> <laughs> let me put it this way we handed him a gigantic uh bag of dozens of kinds of weed immediately upon meeting him so he had some reason to be nice, but I right. probably... <laughs> I'd be pretty Imagine fucking probably... nice as well. <laughs> if you can't be nice, then uh, you're not nice. So yeah, um, and that was you know another great experience working at the cup, meeting people from all over the world. Uh, and then you know we did an episode of the show that is also really one of my favorites about uh, the provosts who were this youth uprising political movement in the Netherlands uh, in the early 1960s that gave rise to the first seed banks, to the first coffee shops, all through acts of civil disobedience and street theater. They used to plant cannabis seeds all over the city of Amsterdam, so they would come up in the spring. Uh, They would give tourists uh, cannabis going back to like Germany and other places. It'd be like free seeds from the Netherlands. These are tulips. And, and, you know, but it's like he's but these tourists would presumably go home and plant these weed seeds in their backyard and uh, all kinds of so with with humor and with and with uh, like as I said, civil disobedience. Um, and, and it, you know, people like to dismiss the young, people like to dismiss anything that seems fun, uh, but that's where these coffee shops came from. That's where this, uh, what for a long time was this safe haven uh, for weed, that's how it was created. It wasn't created by politicians or uh, professors or certainly not uh, a recognition by those in power. Uh, it, it, it came up from, from the people and, and that's, uh, you know, a really fascinating and really fun uh, episode and history. And, and, you know, I know so many people who, from all over the world, who came to Amsterdam and saw this other world being possible uh, and, and took a lot of inspiration from that and, uh, and spread that idea around the world. So could I ask you? Then um, you've been, you have been in the industry for so long, and you have met so many cool people. Who is the coolest person that you have sat down and smoked a joint with? Uh, since I've been in, so it was Moses. Moses. <laughs> that's, that's how long I've been in, in the weed game. The zinc the burning bush. You know what I mean. <laughs> he I don't mean anything insulting, boy, my man. It, it is, it is purely. It's, you, you have been in the the industry for <laughs> such a long, 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 long time. I will say this: there's people who inspired me the most are are maybe somebody who I I consider a really close friend, Valerie Corral and Wham, and you can hear that story of a collective of people who were very ill and and fought the government and survived a DEA raid and and really uh, changed the world here. Um, uh, In terms of like, uh, I'll say this, you know, there's people who maybe you meet really quickly and you get to smoke with and you could say you smoked with them. Uh, I know you you guys are in the UK and Ireland and Canada, so I think this will land. 
uh, I, I spent a pretty fucking wild weekend with the Trailer Park Boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, in season seven, I, I am credited as Greasy Stoner number one. In, Greasy uh, Stoner. <laughs> in a quick nice. episode. But this was, you know, they, they, we, I got to go and see them film. This was for High Times. We were doing a, a cover story on them. Uh, but man, you know, uh, they like to party and, <laughs> and, and also just a Did really- you see like that, a sh- that glance off in the distance, I like to party, and then that laugh. There's a story behind that that he doesn't want to tell us. <laughs> I will say this too. It started as a very small show and I've done TV production and, and film stuff. And it's very close to my heart that this was really, uh, started by a few people in a homegrown kind of vibe and a, yeah. a, a community vibe. They were all on the East coast of Canada. Um, and it grew into a big phenomenon, certainly in Canada, but that's not how it started. And it's the same group of people. Uh, yeah. They didn't sort of bring in heavies once it got very successful. And mm. so you got to, during the day, you got to see all the care that went into making this show, uh, the writing, the set design, uh, sitting in Leahy's trailer, everything's real. It's a 360 degree environment. Uh, There's a tape of the Canadian brass band or something on his nightstand just to make it you know, like what would Mr. Leahy listen to when he got drunk off his ass? I guess Canadian (laughs) brass band music. Uh, And then at night, I was actually there for sort of the wrap of a season. So it was the last day of shooting. So uh, you, you can imagine that that's a celebratory time when you've been working real hard on it the show. It's such a good show. It's one of my favorite shows. I mean, stereotypically being a Canadian, of course I should like it, but it is, it's everything you just said. It's on the surface, it looks kind of like, well, what's this show? But yeah, when you really, when you really get into it, it's, the writing's phenomenal. Everything about it is just phenomenal. And the fact that they, they, they're so consistent through all, I don't know how many seasons they have now. But it, yeah, it, every, every episode is, is, is 10 out of 10. And, and they're just, it's such a good show. <laughs> and they are, and they I seem might... really crazy. And they're very genuine, heartfelt dudes and, and, and people of all kinds that work on the show. And I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, uh, the actors in particular. Uh, but I'll also just, I want to shout out my friend's show. It's on YouTube. It's called Dope State. If you like Trailer Park Boys, if you like weed, if you like comedy, uh, check that out. And of course, you know, uh, if you've been listening to me this long, you probably like Great Moments of Weed History. Of course. We will will tell you an actual story. Uh, But yeah, man, this has been a blast. (laughs) So where can our listeners find you? Where is the best place to find the podcast? Anywhere you find podcasts, just put in great moments of weed history. We're on Spotify, iTunes. Uh, you'll, you'll, if, if this is your, you know, you're listening to a podcast now, same way. <laughs> yeah, same way. Just search for great, great moments in weed history. In weed history. It must have been. It's been a pleasure. We have kept you for long enough. Mm. I'm sure you've got plenty of other things to do. So, yeah, but none of them are fun like this. Well, they're all <laughs> well, fun. Chill, but... stay with us if you like, man. <laughs> yeah, stay. Uh, no pressure. But they, 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 they pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> so unless you want to go to a uh, by the minute. Uh... You know, by the way, start the counter. <laughs> <laughs> no, this has been a sincere pleasure. I, it's been great talking with all of you. It's Honestly, it's like, I think, you know, 
something we all miss right now is session with our friends. And, Amen. and this has yeah. felt like a session, you know, just encourage nice. people, you know, if you can't do it in person, of course, you know, do a remote, blaze it out with your friends. It might even seem silly or weird to be like, mm -hmm. hey, buddy, you want to get like on Skype and smoke a J or whatever. Uh, but it, it feels good. It, it'll it'll hit a part of you that uh, is a good part to hit. So, yes, and this man. has definitely felt like that to me. And had a nice blast. on. It's been a pleasure, man. Absolutely. Awesome, man. You should do it again anytime soon. You want to come back? The seat's always open. You know. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Hit me Keep up. hold of this link, mate. Sometimes just click it, and we might just be in here chatting shit. We do sometimes. You never know. A lot, really, every yeah, day. So. Yeah. <laughs> You're always free to join the session, man. You know. <laughs> It's normally uh, around this time, so if you ever do, yeah, as Mikey said, you're always welcome to drop clicked. in and have a shoot the breeze and have a bit of crack, as we say in Ireland. <laughs> Will do. Thank you. Nice. Yeah, man, take care, Bean. It's been a pleasure. You yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, have a good one, my man. Good talk. Talk to you again. Bye, man. Yeah, so there we go, everybody. That's Bean from the great moments in weed history podcast it was cool man and i enjoyed the end bit there especially you know when he's saying how it felt like he was sitting smoking having a session with your friends that that's cool shit i like it when i guess feel like that that's how that's how we want him to feel and that's how we want you to feel in the chat and you know the listeners or, or just want to feel that's like you're having a, sitting and chilling having a session with us yeah we are that's what exactly what we're doing we're not trying yeah. to do anything else interviews you know are saying? fucked right real you know like yeah we just chill we just want to like just chill. Yeah. Have you got any questions? No, not really, mate. Just, uh, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you yeah, smoking? Much. <laughs> We're smoking, yeah. yeah Same shit we'd ask you if you sat down at the table, man. <laughs> yeah. Two yeah. splits deep, we have an interview. Yeah, that's it. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's the great thing I find about ours. Everyone that sits down with us is like, whoa. So yeah, this is different. What's this? We, this is I've never done an interview like this. Wasn't expecting this. <laughs> and you probably we never just, will again. No. We basically That's why just they keep go on and come back. Yeah, we wax prophetic, man. We just we do, rhetorically yeah. talk about right. anything and we don't fucking we don't have an agenda. We just what we do kind of is like, you know, yeah, macchi out weed. Macchi off our butt. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 man. So if you will do as you're told. If you haven't checked them out yet, make sure you go over and check out their podcast. Yeah, no, two they, guys they on as well. GB um, recommends it as well. He's a long-time listener, so check it out. I'm absolutely gonna be doing it when I my next trim sesh. It's on the queue for sure. Off it is. Queue. It is what inspired me to um, to take up the mantle of the famous stoner slot. Yes. Um, Thanks. That's imitation sincere so, form of flattery. Great now. moments in weed history. You can find them on Twitter. They don't use Facebook very much, uh, or maybe they do with the other interview. There, <laughs> We've done a lot of interviews this week, but we'll tell you more about that next week. Yes. So thanks, Bean, for joining us. I hope you can all go over and subscribe to his channel and download some of the podcast. Yeah. We'd like it when our listeners do that and let us know if you've enjoyed the show or not. So and Bean's we'll book, on. don't forget his book. Have a look. Um his book is actually really good. It's how to smoke pot properly. <laughs> oh, but it is actually a really that. good book. Yeah, I need one. Um, that's that's just a title, laugh. obviously. Jeez, it's not vulgar. <laughs> I think yes, there might be a new way to do it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, roll the pages of the book together. There you go, <laughs> man. Make the book out of rolling paper. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's secret rolling paper. And it he's made him out he's made it out of high THC content flipping skinny like hemp paper. <laughs>
<laughs> it's all got acid on it. The, the, the leaves of the pages there. Don't forget to big us up for the sales we've just created. <laughs> Everybody wants one now. Shit, I'll really? take two. Amazon sold out in minutes. <laughs> right then, lads, let's do what the fuck was that? So, here we go. Zian, are you there? I am, yeah. So, just looking for my grinder. Take it away, man. Okay. Hello, everybody. Yeah. No, but nobody even guessed at last week's. What is bored or what? No, um, we're not throwing them prizes in, man. We're too busy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Nobody's winning shit. No, it's because you can't be asked to get the post office with it, I reckon. Fucking, yeah, man. The post office is such a pain in the ass. And so now I don't yeah. even know what the score Tell is me. with lockdown as well. Yeah. Uh, my post office is still open. I've got to go there tomorrow morning. But yeah, Man, anyway. I should have just handed all this shit to you today. Anyway, we're supposed to be here doing what the fuck was that? That's true. Um, tangents next, isn't it? Yes, it is. Anyway, uh, last week's what the fuck was that? Um, was somebody tapping on a concrete pipe with a hammer? Right. Huh. So let's Who play it so that? you can hear it. Concrete pipe. Here we go. A concrete Here we go. pipe. Uh, like a concrete waste pipe thing. I thought it was quite a nice sound, actually. Yeah, I thought it was something like that. It's not everybody lives in the like. gutter, Zian. Come on. <laughs> well, this is true, yes. Not everybody goes around hammering concrete pipes and shit. No, Funny, not really. But, you know. It's just, just it sounded kidding. like that, so I thought it can't be that because it's yeah. Zian menta- yeah. mentality. Well, see, this is this is reverse psychology week. Yes. So I got you. Ha! But, yeah, that's what that's what last one was. Nobody guessed it. Nobody even attempted to guess it. Nobody knew it. Okay. <laughs> this week's... Concrete. This week's is a good one. This, well, the next this, question you'll not get. The, no, right. no, no, no. This, this, this week's <laughs> is a cracker. We like this week's. I was quite impressed with this week's. Okay, so, so here's this roll week's. Roll this week's. That's it. That's what it is. What's it? That's the sound. I'll play it that again. Same Somebody sound for five seconds, yes. Yeah, that... Yes. Yes. And if anybody's heard it before, they'll what know exactly the fuck is what that it sound? is. One of I those. know what it is. I've heard it before. Not mm. like close up, but I've heard it. Yes. So and get over to Percy's yes. and drop a answer in the thread. Let us know what, if you can guess what the fuck that sound yes. is. Yes. It's not a vibrator, Richard. No, not this time. Not this week. Vibrator on the table was vibrator. Well, it could be classed as a vibrator, but I'd hate to see where it was going. Let's just say that. <laughs> if you've got any idea what that is, then head over to PercyScrollRoom.com and drop uh, uh, the what the fuck was that answer thread. You'll be able to find it there. It's in the, what, in the high on homegrown section. So then, let's do it. Tangent 420. Are we ready, lads? Starting. There we go. We have 20 minutes, everybody, and the subject is, wait, is wait, COVID. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, you what? said the word already. I was going to ask if the word applies on this. No, it doesn't apply today. Because we would not be able to walk out of the room after this. You know, it'll be COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, is COVID man-made? What do you think, everybody? You want to go first, Ian? You want to yeah, check this away? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. COVID's definitely man-made, definitely. Definitely. Oh, Definitely. 100%. 100%. oh, really? You all think it is? Oh, <laughs> 110%. It has been proven that it's fucking man made. Sources, sources, sources. sources. Exactly. Yes. Sources, I will sources, get sources. you the sources now. Must it mm-hmm. get and you. I don't mean fucking mail. some YouTube them, shit with a million views. Sorry, TG. What are you saying there, mate? BDC. I don't have to say much about this. I. Yeah. <laughs> conspiracy is is a fucking load of shit to be honest there's it's too fucking complex occam's razor like mm-hmm. you think that everybody there's so many people involved that like i i i just i don't i'm not gonna fucking start ranting and raving but it's it's too globally complex to orchestrate this type of shit it's inevitable because we have seven and a half fucking billion people on the earth so of course we're gonna get some shitty disease because that's what happens when you get overpopulation in biology in general. But to say that it's some fucking orchestrated <laughs> plan to fucking take down, you know, the rest of us, I don't, I, I don't mm. buy that at all. Not one. Uh, Big Pharma is saying Nature Magazine. Is Nature Magazine a, a reputable source? Oh, it's yeah. A, well, I mean, it, well, it was Sir Richard, Sir Richard Dearlove. He is former um, head of the MI6. Um, he has doubled down saying that it is engineered It's and it was escaped by accident from a Chinese city of Wuhan. By accident? Yeah, yeah. No, but that's be, not the question. The question is, is it man-made? Not if it there was is, there is. I, I cannot find his name now. There is a Japanese doctor who has said that there is no physical way that it could have now, I seen this months ago, so I can't think of his name. And then, then I lost interest in COVID because it just wrecks my head. But they were saying, he, he was saying that there is no natural way for this. Like COVID was there. That See, disease was now I've heard there. the opposite, right? I have heard that there is no way we could have made it. It's too perfect. That We're not smart enough to make a virus like this. And also virus technology is so good they can get one of these new viruses and pretty much carbon date it for, for lack of a better example to find out when this virus first came out from its first generation right, they've, weaponized, they've weaponized smallpox you know they've weaponized loads of other diseases but you know, smallpox, smallpox was a weapon it was a virus that was created by nature in the first place so that was this is a virus hold of and but this is this yeah, is a good virus. Point. Good point. Yeah, it is it, a good point. But it was this SARS is virus, virus before this. This is a virus that was there beforehand. It was just in bats. It wasn't in people. It mm. never crossed over. So it was AIDS. Is and AIDS a big conspiracy too? Yeah, AIDS is a big conspiracy too. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about that on a that, new. That one will be on a different tangent. <laughs> I suppose we'll have to do that one day. Sure, is AIDS man made too? Yeah, that was just monkeys, weren't yeah. it, having sex? But I'm sorry, sorry monkey. That's chlamydia. That's that was TJ. This is my well, this is my conspiracy idea of it all is that there is a conglomerate of a few select maybe 10 to 20 people in the world that control things. They're the ones that decide because a yeah. pandemic is very good for a lot of people. Yeah. 
very bad for more, but it's very good for a lot of them. Bad it for is. the rest of us. You look at the big crashes that we had not so long ago. Um, your man Warren Buffett, before the big collapse in 2008, he was worth, what, 13 billion? When the collapse had finished, he was worth 38 billion. What, what does that have yeah. to do with COVID? But no, no, I'm just mind, using, I'm, I'm using the, an example of how people benefit on other people's misery. When it's yeah, a, but... a few, so you look at what is, what is, is the biggest, I sound, this is going to sound really bad and I don't <laughs> particularly feel this. It is, you look at what is the biggest strains is the elderly and the infirm on an right. economy our global economies are all under pressure we have in no but West at the same time the- gb it's it, viruses generally kill the elderly oh, and frail the, people oh, and the infirm I mean, yeah, yeah. look at the flu they're targeted but audience it's not necessarily <laughs> you you look at a flu yet there is things out there that's gonna kill and people will die from other diseases but this is like a so, super fucking thing that's gonna wreck you if you have a fucking weak immune system. Actually, no, yeah. if you have under other underlying health conditions, but this will kill you quicker than what the flu or what fucking the, t- the, the this is what I mean by it's not, but it's killing it's killing healthy people as well. It's just so let's assume though that it works like you say, and it kills all the infirm and all the elderly off, and then it's in, not in 10 years, all. it's it- just hitting the herd. We're thinning the herd. What is well, after the herd is thinned? Then what? What are the the powers that be going to do with such said thin herd? Why do they want the thin herd to be thin for the herd mm. to be thinned in the first place? So they don't have to pay out the pensions because they've spent all the pension money. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pension it. conspiracy. <laughs> Sick monkey, you've been quiet back there, man. What are you saying? Well, everybody's so excited about it. I'm basically letting it go and <laughs> laughing my butt off at watching all the arguments go on. Like, that. <laughs> oh, it's, I'm, it's I'm, just... with, I'm with you and TGA on this. You know, it's it's a cyclic thing. We've had flus before that do horrible things. This time like we're fortunate enough to have technology to do good things faster. Hold on, you can't be with me because I'm on the fence here, right? Oh, because no. well, then I'm with TG. Then it's <laughs> like I'm with TG. Uh, I've seen it's, it's too... I've seen the evidence on both sides. You know, I've been looking up is COVID man-made a lot, and seen like reputable scientists say, yeah, there's definitely man-made traits to it. There's a signature to it, blah blah. But then I've seen other scientists say there's no way we could have done it. So yeah. it's okay, like... well, tell me this: the rest of the world is saying, everywhere in the world is saying that it comes from China. But right, yeah, that who, can be agreed. Who, yeah, but the who is only agreeing that it's from China now, and they're sending in, they're sending in a team that's been refused. They're sending mm-hmm. in a team that is headed by a fellow called Peter Dansk. Uh, mm-hmm. Now he's he runs an organization that channels millions and millions to this lab in Wuhan for two years, mm-hmm. or for years prior to this, and now he's going in and on concerns that. Is going to be a cover up, <laughs> and like because he's sending this cash to this place, and then he's going in to investigate that he's been raising money for this lab, and that this lab is gonna have an accidental leak, Don't not you. with all the money that we have put into it. Oh no, this couldn't be. I I just don't trust it. If they put it in with independent people that never had any contact with that lab or had nothing to do with the thing, but are 
specialists and investigating. We have crime scene investigators. Surely they have investigators that will be able to go in that wouldn't be connected in any way, shape or form that would make it look biased. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it needs to be an independent investigation to find out what's to. going on. And it's mm. dodgy that China isn't letting them in. But that but still doesn't say that it's man-made. It doesn't say it's man-made, but then again, I mean, we've had similar viruses com- to it. It's a SARS virus, so we've had similar ones to it over the you know the last twenty years, well, and uh, it's similar to MERS as well. So there's viruses yeah, that where are similar have all of those it. viruses come from? But it, it's still yeah. mo- most likely that it's just a naturally generated form of SARS virus. It's just another exactly. coronavirus. It's just COVID nineteen, just another one which is more deadly than the previous forms. Well, Matt, Matt Hancock said in May that there's no evidence at all that COVID-19 is man-made. What's so, he saying now? It, well, it, that must be bullshit because he's government. You have a point there, Teach. You have a very good point there because like, how can you believe? How could you believe that the British government are doing a fucking mockery on running things, on getting yeah, things mm-hmm. right. The Irish government are doing a fucking worse when job. When governments ever do Nicola that? Sturgeon for anything. Prime None Minister of the World. None of them can do a fucking a job right, but yet we're meant <laughs> to fucking listen and believe what they're Ooh, saying. When yeah. you look at, they say, schools don't transmit it at all, but yet the following <laughs> day, you're not going, you can't go to school because the yeah, kids are spreading it. it. Yeah, come and then all on. of a sudden, all the schools are full of COVID, man. Why is that? Yeah. But yeah. you look at the rest of the world is fucking collapsing around itself. And China <laughs> is fucking getting bigger and bigger and bigger and are fucking pumping and working and there's no problems at all. But yet the rest of us are all locked in our houses. Well, you know why China's getting bigger and bigger through all this flipping COVID crap? Because we need to flipping... buy all our fucking shit off them. Exactly. That's where all the masks and shit come from, man. <laughs> you see, it could be you could, it could be a thing that it's... China has done this because China, in fairness, they don't have a fucking huge. uh, If China does this, that's great. But everybody's pissed (laughs) off now because everything only comes from China and Canada, for example. We're diversifying. We're building our own masks. We're building our own ventilators. So the whole world is basically kind of becoming more independent Mm -hmm. because of this. That's it. We're learning from it. It's not the world is going to rely on China. So if China is behind this, why the fuck would they do this? It's not a long, good long-term game plan for their whole economy. Right. Not necessarily. You could look at it and say that they're doing it in a thing that they can cripple economies and economies but need I, I, have cash in order to work. If the economies don't have the cash to work, I just they're not going to be able to technology, man. I don't think we have the technology. If they, the the technology if they have the technology to make a quantum computer. That's a different thing, man. That's... It's different. It's That's, still technology. Uh, if they, like if technology they, rather than medicine and biology. If totally but this, uh, how is it different? Well, if they have a quantum, virus, a, 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 biology versus same. electronics. Wait a minute. It, 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 how, how is it different? <laughs> a, a computer can run fucking <laughs> millions of billions of simulations simultaneously. <laughs> well, he wasn't saying that last week, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's different because we can take raw materials out of the ground, and with nothing more than than energy oh, added to yeah. the situation, we can create a computer. We can't take more materials out the ground and add energy and create a virus. Yeah, no, but you're not. You're missing me like. point. You're missing me point. The supercomputer is the one that can make this. That oh, can yeah. run the yeah, fire. That yeah. can run uh-huh. the set. This uh-huh. is what I mean. Like, if we can make a computer that can do it, damn as hell, the computer can make it. So technically, we have made it because we have made the computer. 
Make your mind up. Like, don't get me wrong on this. I don't believe an awful lot of this conspiracy shit. I do actually think, myself personally, I do think it's just a virus that has crossed over to nature, like Ebola and like fucking everything else that has come across. You know, like swine flu, bird flu, all of this shit can all transfer to us. We are animals after um, all, right? We are, exactly. We're mammals. There's nothing special about us just because we have free thought and that we speak to each other and we understand. And that's it. It's like these things happen, man. Legs. These things happen by nature all the time. Right. And so it's, it's just far more likely that it's a natural virus. Now, I'd say maybe it was a natural virus that was in the Wuhan lab, that was in the pangolin, like I said, and the guy. Like I said on previous shows, man, the guy needed a little bit extra money because his kid's birthday or something. So he steals the pangolin from the lab that's got the this type of coronavirus in it and he gets out. You know, and it's not to say that people haven't <laughs> taken advantage of this. Humans mm -hmm. haven't yeah, taken yeah, advantage yeah. after the fact. But to have them, it's, it's a reaction, not a proaction, I think. Mm -hmm. It was just people like Warren Buffett, like you mentioned, were in a position to profit off of something like this when it happens and then when, and when you've does, got that much money you can profit off anything yeah you know? and especially mm -hmm. when everybody else in the world's having such a shitty fucking time they want somebody to blame and when somebody else mm -hmm. is doing really really good mm -hmm. and and everybody else is having a shit time that yeah like fuck that guy but uh, the same thing we could say the same about fucking bezos look at he's out he amazon skyrocketed with the clothes yeah. but again that's just yeah. because fucking everything closed i wasn't yeah. using i was just using but as an example, yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah, saying yeah. that. Just, just yeah, so I do respect. I think that man top is zero point one percent. Yeah, yeah, just the yeah. elites, right? Yeah, it's mean, and that's sure. it. You know, oh, where did this all? It seems like twenty twenty has turned into the year of let's blame somebody for shit. Yeah, but yeah. that's another it's, thing. It's like humans are like that anyway. When something big happens, that it, it takes some some explaining to understand how they got fucked up like this. It's mm -hmm. easy to create stories to make it. Easier to explain, yeah, you know, so people, people can have some kind of understanding day, right? of it. You know? Yeah, it's, it's easy yeah. to just, you know, jump to assumptions and shit. But realistically, we don't know, yeah. man. But we're just we're stoner guys. I mean, like all of us don't know unless you're some biological chemist and you've actually yeah, yeah. managed to get this shit in your hands and test it for yourself. You're only listening to somebody else's opinion and somebody else's research, and they yeah. could be fucking lying to you too. So you can't trust any motherfucker. You only know this was created by a man if you created it. Yeah, true. Yeah. You know, yeah, if, if you had, worked in that lab when they made this and let it go, then yeah. so, otherwise. Yeah. And they all, they all be dead sure. now. All them people that worked in that original <laughs> lab be dead in the flipping storage container 500 feet. If it did now. come from a lab, Maybe I think it, it was, was probably just a fuck up, like most fucking things. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. orchestrated. It wasn't some secret <laughs> yeah. thing. It was just like, it was supposed to be the cure for the common cold. cold. <laughs> you know? Yeah, stupid. Something but fucking stupid. You can't forget the, the good things that have come from this as well because of coronavirus. The vaccine that they've made is a, is a massive step forward in technology and in vaccine research. Yeah. There's a lot of good shit going on in, in them aspects. I mean, it there's is, a lot of shit going on. But... A lot to be said for something that has never been allowed, that was discovered, what, 15 years ago and has not been allowed used before. And What's now that? just, that, just this RNA type vaccine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. They discovered yeah. it and it has never, ever been allowed to be used in people. But yeah. Well, this is what happens in times of crisis, isn't it? This is yeah. what people do in the time. The technology gets pushed harder, more money gets invested in it. Innovation. Yeah. 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 Look at it. it. It it does genetically modify you. 
in a in a way so it does change the, the sequence. So, so the I know sun. the sun can as well, you know, <laughs> but like if you're going into the sun, the, the sun oh, is natural. Me. You know, it's a fucking. That's if if something that does yeah. go in, yeah, no, if something goes in and changes your your thing, is it is that if it's really for the better? Right? Why not? If it's for the better, how do you know it's for the better? No, yeah, that, that's my, this yeah, is, that's from this is my saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? like, it is a risk, but I don't know. How I mean, do you know they're not sterilizing half of the fucking population? Well, with this that's, that comes back into the the complexity of it. I, I just don't no. think there'd be a reason to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, I just I don't think that the outcome the population is. I don't know. It seems too outrageous or something. Yeah, that's it. It's too much, man. Yeah, oh, I, I mean, don't I know. I just well, I wouldn't. Wouldn't you think so, it's I mean, like human nature? Though, anytime something like this happens, we automatically look for somebody to blame. Have has like we haven't had this kind human of stuff really. I mean, you know, shit debated, happens. Somebody you know? somebody did this to us. Let's get him. Let's burn him. You know, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's just it's kind of fucking. Sh- Shit happens. You move on past it, but it is nice nice to know. Yeah, referring to this vaccine, Spartan says you can't sue them for three years. What? Uh, That's the thing. That's like all the governments of the world have to sign a non-disclosure to say that if there was any side effects or anything off the people, that if it's going to be the governments that are going to have to pay the repetitions. This is what I mean by it. How can you trust someone that has never been fucking used? Firetop there makes a good point, though. Everybody's genetics are different, and I think that's that's good Mm -hmm. because you can't test it on everybody. We don't know how it's going to react to everyone because just like... in a plant, right? Uh, I can give you my super soil, but it might not grow the best for certain plants because the genetics are a bit different. It might be too but, rich or too too weak, whatever. Right yeah. then, so with one minute and forty with seconds a minute and 40, left, you look at the tangent for twenty GB. Yes or no? Man made. We've yeah. only got a minute and thirty yes. seconds, man. I, I would say it is man made, but originally, <laughs> originally it was a nat- natural virus. Ah, nice. TG. I mean. Yeah, it was man-made in the sense that it was it was made under the pressure of human like society, but for it to be actively released and a big conspiracy to thin the herd and that shit, I don't buy that. All right, CN. Uh, not having it man-made. Man-made. <laughs> <Is it> monkey. <laughs> no, man-made. No way. I just it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I just think it's the human nature that that okay, where everybody's suffering, something happened. We got to find somebody to, to blame. We we got a lynch mob here. Somebody's going to have to pay for this. But as soon as it goes away, the lynch mob's going to go away and it'll all be forgotten. So no, not man-made. Natural. See, I'm sort of thinking the same vibe as GB. I am. It's going to be a a natural virus that was in a laboratory and got out no no I, that's it i'm not saying that it got out on purpose it could have got no, out no, on no. accident but it got out so there we go everybody seems to have their opinion up in there as well so let us know in the chat let us know in the comments what do you think what do you think i remember no argument you can have a friendly discussion don't get involved in the discussion unless you are stoned if you have not smoked do not get involved just uh Smoke first, sure then listen. Yes. And we'll say that at the end. Great idea, Mackie. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ten seconds left, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed the Tangent 420. Don't forget well, to like and subscribe. The thing is, like we solve the problem now. That's the real You never solve the problem. That's the good no. thing about these tangents. That's Next. But <laughs> on the, the last word, it is, it is my mate. No, it's gone. No more. No more. 20 <laughs> minutes. It's over. Truth or spoof. Truth or spoof, everybody. So we're going to move on to... Three questions. Uh, uh, two of them are true, and one of them is false. Well, three 
statements and the question is are they true or false that's why i've labeled them as q okay <laughs> so let's do this man let's move on let's see the questions we've got this week i'll base this on quantum computing and then the simulation just bought me this virtual quantum computing machine which we're going to be streaming from next week so are you ready lads mm -hmm. you, you don't sound ready you don't sound ready oh god did i leave the fucking pictures up oh my god look what i did can you all see this fucking YouTube screen? What? What? <laughs> what? Oh, wait, yeah. wait, 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 what? 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 Stoner ass motherfuckers. Excellent. Uh, uh, did you see? All right, guys. Really if we see? don't, if we don't run this one, we're all idiots. <laughs> I can't see shit. <laughs> okay. So, question number one. <laughs> <laughs> Google has a quantum computer that is 100,000 times faster than any classic computer in its lab. Stop laughing in the chat. It's not cool. <laughs> Bonus episode. Yes. That was a good tangent. We got Mackie. Fuck. Fuck. Oh. All right. Oh. Play, play for the Question number two. Quantum computers will you because I can still use this for the for the, the audio show. The That's audio true. show don't see this. Quantum computers will use 100 to 100,000 times less energy than conventional computers. <laughs> Question number three. Quantum computers have to be kept at temperatures at minus 270 degrees C and isolated from the Earth's magnetic field. Zombie, you want to go first? No. You got to answer. Come on, man. No, no, no. Let somebody ask you first. Why? Because you're skipping back on the video trying to find out what the answer is. I can't skip back on the video. YouTube's just gone and done a fart and stopped. <laughs> Epic. Uh -oh. So answer the question, man. you got 60 seconds. Oh, We're just going to go down as point one, two, or three. Uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna to go with Google's quantum computer faster than is going to be bullshit. The other two are true. So number one spoof. Okay. Monkey? <laughs> Monkey? No. Way, no. No, I ain't playing. <laughs> maybe, maybe I've done that on I'm purpose. I'm looking at to something here. Quantum computers have to be kept at temperatures at minus 273 degrees centigrade. That is zero degrees Kelvin. We don't. Centigrade? Huh? Yeah. Celsius. 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 Centigrade, oh, Celsius. I'm sorry. In, in, yeah. in the States, we kind of, we, we do that. Um, but no, that, that, that is absolute zero. We can get close, but we cannot get to yeah, absolute zero. Yep, false three. <laughs> you have a number three false. Number three false. Okay, okay. Mackie's playing playing a game here, guys. <laughs> GB. Either way, yeah, I'm going to cover this band, you know. <laughs> you go for number one, GB. Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> TG, what are you saying? Um. Well, I don't actually know anything about quantum computers, but I'm going to go with number one. It's just a hunch. Just my <laughs> Just <a> hunch. <laughs> Fuck yo, man. <laughs> anybody no. in chat there? Would anybody in chat <laughs> like to take a guess of what this week's truth or spoof? Monkey makes a good point, though. No, actually, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll argue my point till I'm dead because that would be <laughs> wrong no matter what. That's when do. all atomic motion stops and nothing yeah, exactly. happens. Exactly. That is zero, is. zero energy. We cannot reach that number, yeah. period. Yeah. End of statement. So we double bollocks to you then? Yeah, maybe. Because that makes ah. sense. That's that's like absolute zero. You can't go lower than that. Well, it's 273 point something, isn't it? 
Is, yeah, we've yeah. not reached two minus two seventy three to my knowledge. We've got to really close. We've not gotten to zero energy, man. It is the temperature is zero point zero one five Kelvin. Is what the um, quantum computer yeah, what's that in? That's not I think that's right. Yeah, that's down there, man. Because there's, so, a, yeah, there's uh, a decimal point on it. Number three is true, if you didn't know already. Yes, yeah. it is mm. correct. But no, it does make not. sense. It's we do not reach. We do not reach minus it's 273. Minus 460 but, degrees Fahrenheit. At the same time, <laughs> it's not 273. All right, look. It's a Stoner's Convo. We're just moving on. <laughs> I'm only reading what's on Google. One <laughs> five. So, yeah, it's a bit. that's a bit warmer. We still haven't made an actual quantum computer yet. We're not there. Oh, yeah. we, we've got things like uh, you've got it. China <laughs> You have. And then uh, number two. Let's take a look at number two. That's that true as well. Sense. Well, would you believe it? Oh, shit, man. So I got it right without even having to see the flipping bullshit. Oh, Excellent. You should have asked yeah, to explain it. yourself a little more. Quantum computers will use 100 to 1,000 times less energy than conventional computers. And this is another one which was like, um, is it really true, though? Because if you have to keep it at minus 270 degrees, fucking see how much energy yeah, does how that much take? Is gonna, yeah. yeah, good that's, point. That's very well, true. it's not really energy. It's lack of energy. You have to actually insulate this thing in a yeah. magnetic bottle inside of a perfect yeah. vacuum. Yeah. You need a hell yeah. of a fucking chill. And <laughs> also, how, how do you predict something that isn't here yet? will use considerably less energy. Yes. Because we are behind uses, the times, people. It uses don't something know different, man. Yeah, that, yeah that's right, GP. You know? This is like, you look at, you, take electronics. You look at Japan, you look at it, you look at the shit that they got there, and then you look at the <laughs> stuff that we have. We're always four or five years, at least behind the Asians in the fucking technology. Uh, they, and the they, they, and the they just, they man, we're 25 uh, years behind the military at least. I'm, yeah. I'm yes, going to disagree, I'm, I'm gonna out, disagree yeah. with your statement there, GB. We're not behind China or Japan whatsoever. We're we're <laughs> up in the world on electronics. Our electronics engineers are Yeah, shit, in the UK, they? it's pretty good. I'm not saying China, that China's China, getting close, though. China's no, getting close uh, to that quantum computer. You, you look at all these flipping Chinese flipping what's this, man? They're all flipping stolen from other people. There's no, no don't be silly. That's like copyright, man. China don't copyright things. <laughs> no, they don't. They just call it something <laughs> slightly different, like Audi. Yes. <laughs> really? Eins beans. Eins beans. Chew you. I don't know, man. Right. Raytheon and Boeing well, and all those cow? guys. I don't know who the fuck knows what they got. Anyway, yeah, let's finish this off. Let's yeah, finish yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you're not aware already. Yeah. ZN wins again. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually Everybody else one, go, 100 million times faster than a classic computer. Mm. 100 million times faster. Fast. Yeah, that's stupid. That's kind of like, cool, what does that even mean? I, I consider my computer pretty fucking fast, and your new computer is really fucking fast. But it's yeah, something it can solve a fuckload of equations times. in a second. It's micro, you know, parts of a second. It, it basically investigates all solutions at the same time. Right, yeah. It doesn't have to deal, is this right, is this wrong? It, it asks every yeah, question. It's not one zero, one zero, one zero. It's just everything yeah. at once. Well, when I was looking at this, one of the, one the things time. that you remember, Deep Blue, that oh. beat Gary Kasparov yes. at chess. Yes. That was uh, calculating about 200,000 moves every second. It was. 
but a quantum computer can calculate trillions in trillions. a second. Oh, right, because it investigates all states at once. That's, yeah. that's Skynet, man. That's AI, for sure. I don't understand it either. I haven't studied it, man. That's crazy stuff. Yeah, whoever gets that quantum computer wins. This is where I was saying, when you have a quantum computer, there is nothing that can't be done as such as in rewriting code for this, rewriting your genetics for that. It will be able to ask every question, every scenario, every variability at the same time. <laughs> it, you know? be, it can be our savior or our worst enemy. It could be our savior or our worst possible nightmare. Exactly. It could be our end if we're not careful. Mm. Terminator, yeah, people. I'm kinda, Terminator. I'm kind of excited, to be honest. Yeah, I'm kind of yeah, excited. I mean, I I'm not a... Human nature is, is to do the right thing. I'm not a techie guy. Like, I like going out into the woods and shit, but, like, I'm not afraid of it when it comes, no, I think. It's so. evolution, man. Let's just roll with it. Yeah. Sounds interesting. As long as it don't yeah. come with a designation T2000 or anything like that, then it's all good. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who right decides? then, so there we go, everybody. Truth or spoof? Sorry about the mistake at the start there, but it made it funny anyway. Entertaining. It was. And we learned some things about I quantum computers. Call you on three though, because I'm still I don't like that number. But anyway, yeah. Uh, mm. See if Monkey can find the link that proves it wrong over at PostScribe. Well, episode zero is two seventy three point one five. Complain to the management. <laughs> oh, okay. My, so my high school information was not correct. Then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a point one five on the end. So two seventy three is just barely hotter. So well, I don't know how the fuck the you day, cool it that. We that had to cool calculate way. on slide rules and, and things longhand with pencils. Yeah. <laughs> the abacus, man. Exactly. <laughs> where, where pi was only so recurring hard. decimal point to two places. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's right, pi was... Just goes to one, four, one, four, nine, or one, And five, everything nine. was counted so, in twelves. Yes, because <laughs> it was easy. Exactly. A twelve that's, is the most that's, divisible that's number, isn't it? The, the what's it sad on? Twelve beads on the flipping. Two, uh, three, four, six. It? Yeah, it's like uh, three hundred and sixty is is divisible by fucking shitloads, and that's why it's broken down into the calendar. <laughs> shitloads. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good like, number. I like, like that. everything. Every number too, fits right? into three hundred and sixty. It's like everything fits into it, man. See, now that kind of conspiracy shit I can get into. The, I get the, the, the math behind the universe. We should go yeah, into true uh, stone of quotes though. Oh, yeah. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's do the quote and then hit the action. Yeah, outro. man. Like, I had a thing to do, you know, where you talk, man, where the cat talks. I want to, I got a thing to say, man. I was going to say it, but I forgot it, man. Yes. GG. Uh, yeah. Um. So today's quote is from a well known stoner. Maybe not everybody knows him, but if you don't know him, you should know him and Google him and do some listening to some of his speeches. He's a guy named Terrence McKenna. Sweet. Um, yeah, his uh, his brother, he, he's passed away back in uh, the 2000s. Um, I can't remember what. It was a, a terrible thing that he had. It was like a brain aneurysm, I think, or something close to that. But um, his brother is still around, Dennis McKenna, who does uh, ethnobotany and stuff. But he had some very interesting theories on very interesting topics. Um, but he also had some really, really prophetic shit to say. And one of the, one of the many, many, many great quotes that I liked from him um, he said, uh, you never step in the same river twice. So I don't know. Maybe that wasn't originally mm -hmm. him, but that's where I heard it. But it's, it's really good. It, I mean, you can, you can apply it, like I say, to, to most things in life, but uh, growing especially, which is kind of the theme of the show. I mean, every grow is, is going to be different. So what you learn on your last grow, don't, you know, don't get into a pigeonhole and only do one thing because everything is going to be, you know, it's going to be a new one 
every time, even if it's the same shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So keep an open mind and uh, and take it as it comes. You know? Nice. Don't stress too much. And look at Try not to. He's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's got some interesting yeah. shit to say about mushrooms and all that. He's the mushroom guy, right? Yeah. The Psychedelics. Stoned Ape Theory. Google that. Yes. That's a good one. He's on a few Rogan episodes. Uh, not Terence, I think Dennis. Dennis is, yeah, his brother. He's a really good, interesting dude to, to listen to. They, they went to Chichen Itza and stuff back in, uh, I think it was in what was it, 70s and 80s and, and, and uh, ate like dinner plants or dinner plate sized mushrooms and, and just fucking, yeah, like they wrote uh, the book on how to grow mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you should research the Nicanas. They're fucking <laughs> awesome videos. Yeah, all, that's another show. Maybe we can get Dennis on. Or something like that. That would be, be fucking cool. sweet, actually. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Let's try contacting. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, man. Nice. So the outro. Let's do it. Nice. Thanks for joining us, everybody. It's been an awesome show. We a bit more controversial than usual with some of these subjects that we're speaking about. But, you know, we encourage everybody to have a healthy debate or discussion, whatever you want to call it. Just be respectful of each other. And if you have a difference of opinion, that's fucking cool, man. Everybody can differ in opinion sometimes. It's okay. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. Indeed. Look but up. nobody's entitled to their own facts. So look things up. And yeah. Try and find good sources for the research you're looking into and things like that as well. Don't just believe any shit you exactly. hear on the, on the internet, like some stoner podcast where five guys get together <laughs> and get fucking stoned and think they know about shit. <laughs> be human. This is the other shit. point. It may be right. You never know, man. You yes. Know? Yeah. Give it a shot. No, everybody needs to be a little more chill. Discuss things. It's fun. Get high and talk exactly. about things. It's fun. Be yeah. human. Talk. So I hope you've all enjoyed the show. Everybody had a good time, lads. You, you all had a good time, right? You were good and high. This is yeah. the last time we're streaming on this nearly dead PC, and we're going to go for the beast next week. <laughs> go for the beast. <laughs> and this will be the last time you hear him moan about his slow Yeah, PC. but then you've got to hear from me going on about fucking ages telling you now, about how awesome this next shit is <laughs> what we want to see next Mackie, is the video of you in the backyard with the sledgehammer shouting <laughs> die fucking machine no. Die. No, this, this machine regardless of how shit it has become yeah. this built purses you know so this this needs it's to true. be cherished this one goes on kit. the shelf huh? yes this one goes on YouTube in 20 mm. years time. I remember <laughs> sitting in the bathroom when I didn't have an office to work in, like just with a board Damn over me. the bath with this PC <laughs> sitting on top of that board, sitting on a DWC bucket, writing articles every fucking day, type, 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 building website, machine, man, just sitting there fucking. Uh, yeah. My legs were shocking state now because the fucking way I had to sit for so long. But, you know, <laughs> He's got these little T-Rex it, man. legs, man. <laughs> and T-Rex arms from all the typing and... <laughs> <laughs> Check out Percy's grow room, please. <laughs> I've sacrificed so, so much. <laughs> good times, man. It's been a long journey, but it's been a good one. It's been a good one. That's indeed. It's great excitement. You know, still lots more to come. Oh, yeah. We just started, yes. man. We are just starting. If you haven't signed up to Percy'sGrowroom.com yet, make sure you do check it out. It is free to sign up for everybody. Yeah. And even the noobs, man, just don't be afraid to come and sign up and ask questions. It's, it's, we're a friendly place and we're, we're there to help the new growers as well. We got so much to come on. We were just coming up on our second year anniversary at the forum. I mean, it's. Oh, yes. It's cool, man. It's we're cool young. Way, we're so. a young site, but we are moving, man. We are going. It's a great site. Yes. Everybody needs to come check us out. Say hi. 
So we're talking about the uh, the stoned ape theory as well. There, we should do that. We should talk about that for one of the, uh, the tangent four twenties. What's next week on tangent four twenty? What are we going to do? Hmm. Oh, stoned ape theory. That was easy, it. wasn't it? Don't know enough about it. Yeah. I don't know much about it myself. Yeah. We, don't, we need something we that's more generic that everybody yeah. knows. You know, well, we had uh, talked time we, travel before. You know, so time travel. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Never going into that. Yes, time travel. We must that's do the upcoming zombie apocalypse as well. One of these yes. days. That's uh, Ooh, that's another good one. Yeah, so yeah. Fun. I'm already going to do uh, um, the ancient civilization shit too. There you yes, go. For sure, another one for sure. Yes. Yeah, man. And so lots coming up, everybody. And if you've got any suggestions that you'd like to hear on the Tangent 420 or on Grow Guides, or you know, if you have news you want us to cover, contact us at highonhomegrown at gmail.com or drop us a link in the comments. Contact us on Percy Grow Room. There's lots of places to get in touch with us. So don't be shy. Right then, let's yeah. call it a day. Let's do it. Bye. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you again yeah, next week. Guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe and all that, and I'll kick that tune off for you again. While we say goodbye and we flick to the goodbye screen next week, uh, we do it sort of again. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Shows, yeah. Monster yeah. Cops, yeah. See you next week, everybody. Have a good one. Stay safe.